Dean, today was today was wild. Oh yeah. I had to watch one of the most hardcore movies <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I've ever seen in my entire life. This is Richie like a Rich. happy-go-lucky show. People people come here to escape. <laughs> they come here to live, laugh, love. And fucking Marco picks <laughs> fucking the most heavy film of all time as his movie. Based in reality, it wasn't even like a fantasy story. <laughs> it should yeah. really have dark, dark Jesus, stuff. Marco. It was so like, Batman Forever should have been the uh, the pick again. We should have just run it back. Huh? <laughs> yeah, just run it back. That's baby. nothing. Ben's next movie uh, movie pick of the week. He's gonna pick Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Are you an angel? What? An angel? I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought into the doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Shall we lock in the artillery power? This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm Little Z. I'm Ben. <laughs> and I'm Paul. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends over at One Six Corner for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. Guys, don't forget to use code CW10 during our live recordings for 10% off all in-stock items. That's capital C, capital W10. So make sure you go check out their in-stock items today. We have a um a great show planned for you guys tonight. It is honestly not a lot of stuff to talk about, but we're here. We're live. We're we're gonna we're gonna do it for you guys. Uh Dean, before we get into any of this fantastic news we have, we have a very special segment that we kick off all the best shows. Yeah, is everyone ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What'd you get new this week? So <clears throat> I had a pretty good week. I got the uh, Jack Specific Sonic the Hedgehog Collector's Edition Classic Sonic. It's a six-inch figure-ish. Sonic's kind of squatty, but um, it comes with swap-out faces, swap-out eyes, swap-out hands, a uh, little diorama base. It's cute. I love it. I love Sonic. Um, so it was on sale on Amazon, like, like half off. It was only 30 bucks. so if you want one. I got. I ordered it like what four days ago, five days ago. So it should still be on sale. It's normally like sixty something, but I got that. And then I also got the um, Spartan Collection uh, Arbiter, which I've been waiting for a decent Arbiter figure for literally since they came out with the character. Um, and I honestly believe that the Spartan Collection is the best Halo line we've ever gotten. Facts. Um, 
not only the scale, but you know, the articulation is much improved on even say the McFarlane ones. McFarlane one had a, had a better number, like in terms of like all the different Spartans you could get, but we're getting there. But finally, the Arbiter, this thing is huge. I was expecting like them to just cram it in the same box. It was not. Um, it's about twice the size as a regular Spartan collection box. Wow. Um, but it's pretty badass. The, the figure could, the articulation could be a little better. His head only goes up and down. There's no jaw articulation, um, which I thought was odd. But he's got, he got, he has swap out hands. Um, it's sturdy. He stands upright. The, 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 it's not loose or anything. The armor on his right arm gets kind of in the way if you're trying to pose him in a certain way. But other than that, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, the Arbiter is such a cool fucking character. Um, so, yeah, that was my week. I don't think I got anything else. Are you going to take him out of the box, Dean? Or, like, do you leave this? Oh, yeah, I ab- immediately oh, <laughs> took him out of the box. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's That's it's awesome. a hefty figure. Like, he's solid. Um, but, yeah, he's fucking awesome. Awesome. I love the armor. Super happy to add that. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, Paul, what did you get this week? Uh, I got a couple Iron Studios pieces. So put these together. We got a Sauron. So you can see that. Wow. That looks a bit different That's than beautiful. Uh, the Sauron that. <laughs> yeah, diff- yeah, different properties. Based on the book, all right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is what uh, book is that? <laughs> yeah, it's a cool piece. Paint, paint job's really cool. I mean, it's excellent, so I'm excited to add it to the collection. So I got that one, and then uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, I got the Witch King piece. Hey, oh, fuck. that looks really good. Wow, yeah, oh, they nice. did a great job. The paint, wow, paint. How much good was on this? Oh man, I think it was like two hundred, two ten, something like that. Oh bad. man, that's fucking. Oh, this looks really good. Yeah, sorry, it's not super in focus, but. They did a great job, and I'm adding it to the rest of the, the pieces I have for that. I went kind of all in on the Iron Studios um, for the Lord of the Rings. The scale was just right for me. I've been happy with pretty much everything. So, Congratulations. Thanks, man. Uh, John, you got something really cool this week. Yeah, a little tiny one there. Um, Sideshow Symbiote Spider-Man, uh, the quarter scale. I got that in. Nice piece. Really nice piece. Um, good texturing. Base was done well. We're all really happy with it. And the crazy thing with this is I got it in. Edition size is ridiculous. 5,000. But on my base, they didn't write the edition size, the number. Like it's the, blank. the one that you got what? or both are blank? The one that I got. The base is just as 5,000 and no oh. number. So apparently I have number one now. Wow. wow. What does the yeah. box say? Or does the box not say? The box is just a sticker. It's like some sort of little... You know those label makers? Uh-huh. That's what they used. Oh, that's cheap. I mean, they're writing so, fucking 5,000 of them, I mean. <laughs> well, they wrote it... They did it on the box. On these, it's just... I, I don't know. I'm going to just leave it blank. I'm not going to put a number in there. Sorry, John. Wow. I'm I'm new to statues. Obviously, is five thousand like a lot? Or oh my god, five thousand is ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Like a, like a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Anything, anything above a thousand, in my opinion, you're starting to get into high high territory. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. 
Um, so this, did you get it from a like a Canadian retailer, or is this from Sideshow? Or this was local. What's the story behind this? This was just a local pickup. Uh, someone had it, and uh, yeah, we made the deal. I got a planning to do a, a Spider-Man setup. I don't know how long I'm going to keep in the collection. I might just do a little flip and, and let it go for something else, but um, he'll be in there a little bit. I'm going to do a, an unboxing video. I know Brenton did one. I'm going to kind of do a showcase as well, uh, because you got to see up close. It really is well-painted well sculpted the base is well sculpted um, Yeah, the details on that base yeah amazing. even in the suit he, like the body's actually like their veins you can see veins in the body and the texture um and it brings me back to the comiquette days when they did the venom i get vibe both i think they pair very nicely together so i'm going to kind of do a little marvel display see how they look and uh and yeah i might keep it might let it go we'll see what happens when did this come out? How old is it? Ooh. Uh, it's been a while, right? It, I, I don't think it's been... It's only been like three time. or four months. It's not oh, that, yeah, that old. It's been crazy Let me tell you this, John. I think the statue is amazing in every way, maybe except for one. And mm. I'm 100% willing to die on this hill. People called me a fool for saying this. Mm. I went to college. I studied anatomy. I don't think that right arm is like a natural... Like the way it's bent i don't think is natural it doesn't take away anything from the statue but when mm -hmm. i pointed out in a statue group i got like flame people were like you're a fucking idiot the guy who sculpted this is like the master of anatomy i'm like look put your arm on the table and try to bend it like that it, it does not, look like, like it's, it's like really high up yeah like it almost it's is like sitting on twisted, top of the shoulder but flexed and then also it, it almost threw my arm out just doing it but i think it's people. great and <laughs> if you got a good deal man that's this is a there's a dude on ox selling one and it's, it's tempting. It's Don't, definitely tempting. First of all, you shouldn't be paying anything. You shouldn't be paying retail on this if you're buying off. Of, if you're not, if you're buying locally, because Sideshow has them, and guess what? Sideshows they're not going anywhere because they made five thousand. Yeah. So you're gonna find these things for days. But um, yeah, people people will die for like their word for this statue. Like they're huge fans of this piece. It's nice, but. Um, I want this so bad. It's is well done. Is this a but... single piece or is it two pieces? So do you see where it has the angels and then that that first kind of ledge? Yeah, yeah. It separates that second like part of the steeple separates. Got it. Ah, I see. Yeah. Look at this bad fish in the chat. Going to go feed the baby soon. Congrats, bad fish. You'll love to see yes, it. Yes, man. Uh, checking with the chat, we got Toy Mafia, Tukatri, Doc, Smizzle, Nicolio, uh, Joao, Lane Kramer, Ninja Squirrel, Tukatri. Actually, Lane's going to be on OFAC this Thursday, so uh, stay yeah, tuned for that if you that. like That's Lane. Cool. Uh, Equan, Universal Key, Danik and Lee Walker, uh, Yomo. What's up, my guy? Uh, who else do we got in the chat? We got uh, Luis. Love to see it. PT Works, John Ortiz. Uh, John, hit me up on Facebook. We have a chat going on for the San Antonio meetup in October. If you want to join in, let me know. Uh, we got Steph. Also, Steph, if you want to be in that chat. Riley reviews a bunch of sweet angels big dog pound one uh marco what'd you get this week yeah so i finally unboxed this moff gideon this is one that i've had here for a while just kind of sitting on my floor and i, I talk to joao about this often because you know the, the value on this guy well let me not say the value the price on this guy has really tanked and so i got him no taxes no retail but 
even then, like could have had an opportunity to get him much cheaper. And so I was kind of resenting him for a while, but I'm a big Breaking Bad, Bad fan, big uh, Better Call Saul fan. So to have Gus Fring in the collection, um, and this sculpt is actually pretty solid, actually. It, it looks a lot like Giancarlo um, when you have it in the collection. So I highly recommend this one, but definitely wait. The, the price continues to drop, so you will get a sweet deal on this guy if you're patient, but definitely one um, that I would encourage folks uh, picking up if they enjoy the, the Mandalorian. So, Wow. Really weird that the price on this is dropping, considering... Your only two options are this and Sideshow, the statue, and that this was done much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, yeah, it's hard to say. I think just everything right now is really tanking, mm -hmm. right? So it might just be a factor of the overall market. But yeah, yeah this guy is uh, definitely sitting around for a while. Yeah, I hate to see it. Uh, I had, or actually, Ben, did you get anything new this week? I know I got no, something I'm, for you, I'm but fresh. we'll have it in hand. Yeah. Right? We'll, we'll save that one for next week, maybe, or the week after. Well, we'll see yeah, i got to get a shipping quote there for you. See how quick you can get there. <laughs> I, I honestly forgot about it, to be honest. I found it before the show. I was like, oh, I should probably okay. get this quoted out. Uh, so last week, I ordered a resin printer. Mark Pearson, co-owner of the resin printer, and I have been uh, talking about it all week. Um, I finally uh, got some resin, ran some calibration prints. Um, it's very interesting, like... Um, it's really interesting when you get a printer like this, there's, there's like firmware updates and like all kinds of updates. And like, you know, it, it's different than like, obviously like printing a 2d object. Like you got a file, like a word document, you just hit print. It's good to go. But 3d printing, there's almost like an art form to supports. And I know Dean, you could probably speak on this, but like just having the file doesn't really mean anything. You have to be able to support the model and even like I found out today, there was a uh, person that had put a free model from their Patreon on Thingiverse and you could download it for free and, and basically it was like print ready, so to speak. And I, I have a big print going right now. It's about 80% done, but I'm pretty sure all, all the models of that Patreon that I printed that are pre-supported failed, um, which is kind of annoying. Um, but I'm really excited. Um, and Zach, when you say failed, in what way? It's just not supported? Yeah, so, like, the model, it basically, like, it's an additive process. So, with, like, the printers that, uh, well, Dean has both, but the printers that we used to use for Collecting Weekly, they extrude uh, filament, you know, layer by layer. This one, you have, like, a metal plate that drops into a vat of liquid resin, and it actually pulls the print out of the resin. And so, if the model's not supported properly, or there's what's called islands, the print will basically just like not print. Like it'll either fall into the vat or potentially just like stop printing because there's like something in in like midair that's not supported. So yeah. I need to go back and look at the model because when I when I looked at it, nothing was red, so it should have printed fine. Yeah. But sometimes, like even if you just reprint it the same way, it'll print. Yeah, just like, I was yeah. about to say, sometimes <laughs> prints just fail. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Um, and and like, like Zach said, you could print it again and it'll work. Yeah, so this was one of the calibration tests. So it's interesting, like when you print, um, when you have like a, a 2D paper printer, you have like a, an ink printing where like you print it and then the printer scans it and it kind of makes adjustments. You don't really have that with 3D printers. So this is called the cones of calibration. So there's two sides of this print. This is the success side. So if it's successful, all of these will touch. So obviously mine were successful. And then on the failure side, none of them should be touching, but you can see at the top, there's these little nubs. There actually should be nothing there because it's designed to fail on purpose. 
Um, this was actually my second test. The first one, the, the failure side's a bit longer. I probably could have ran like two or three more prints, but I was kind of getting antsy, so I kind of YOLO'd it, which I don't think really is the reason why my prints failed, but um, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial this in uh, a little bit better, maybe after the show, get a few more of these prints banged out. But um, as far as the printing goes, I'm really excited. It's definitely a learning curve, and I'm hoping to be able to print some cool stuff for our D&D game. Uh, I think it would be really fun. Even though we play mostly digital, I think it'd be nice for all of our players to have like a little representation of their character at home. Uh, also from Mike Cruz in the Patreon chat, I picked up the triumphant uh, Mafex Batman, which um, is an absolutely incredible figure. I think of all the Mafex ones, I think this and the black suit um, are honestly probably my favorites. And then from Sideshow, um, I had a bunch of rewards points, and I canceled uh, the Iron Studios Mando. I, I just, between the time I pre-ordered it and now, I had picked up the quarter scale, so it was kind of like a moot point to get both. Um, Sideshow had a, a really good deal. They were nice enough to let me take advantage of it after the fact. Uh, but with the rewards um, and uh, the discount code and the free shipping that was like already on the website, it came out to $4, so... Definitely $4 well spent. That's with like tax, shipping, like everything Crazy. combined. Uh, and it's like a $100 figure. So definitely, definitely, you know, I only buy from Sideshow like once a year once I save up like $100 worth of rewards. And, um, you know, it's a nice little figure and uh, glad to have it. How are the like, how are the paint apps and like the elbows? Like I find in some of the like the animated series ones that I've been collecting, obviously it's not from the same manufacturer, but like they get like weird wearing in the joints. So if you bend the elbow, you see a little bit of that. Do you get that with these or not? No, not no so this is so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I probably have like eight or nine Moffix. I don't, I've never had that happen. Uh, sometimes the joints are a little loose, but uh, if you got that gold label joint juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll take care of it right, right quick. Um, honestly, there was one small paint defect on my black, uh, black suit Batman, but it was also from a liquidation sale that someone returned already. And I don't know if they scuffed it, but it was like two seconds of craft paint and good as new. Um, but yeah, these are really cool figures. I, I really like dark Knight returns and I'm really excited to hopefully if things go my way, <laughs> pick up that, that premium format. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good week. Uh, Mike gave me an incredible deal, um, you know, way less than retail shipped. Uh, sent it early. What a guy! And uh, I'm excited. Hopefully next week, um, I'll be able to show some finished models that I've printed. And I'm hoping to do a, a stream with Ian at some point. Now that I've done a stream in the past for Christmas last year, where we were talking about me getting a 3D printer. Now that I have one, I want to talk with him. Now that I kind of understand a bit more about the words he was saying because when he was telling me back in december i was like bro i don't know what the fuck anything you're talking about is i was just smiling and waving faking it till i made it but that's how i feel have, right now we have <laughs> a lot to talk about <laughs> except for we don't uh hot toys granted qu- oh go ahead. i do have one question because uh, i'm a little bit there. gullible is is gold label joint juice a real thing or is that something you just like <laughs> is it a up? real thing is it a real thing dean <laughs> next thing dean next thing ben's gonna tell me the Hong Kong high-quality wrist pegs aren't a real thing. <laughs> ben, different type of joint, though, just so we're clear. Okay. Hang this on, is, here we go. This is a regular joint juice. I've never heard of this before. 
Joy of, Jav- the ho- joy of having... This is... Hang on, hang on. Let me give them the history. This is week one, or month one of Patreon. I'm, I'm thinking, okay. Well, yeah. I haven't been around that long. <laughs> joy, do you have gold label by chance? I, I don't know where it is. I know I have it, but... Hate you to hate to see it. Sorry, Fern. Um, I let Fern down in the chat. Shot out I of a cannon, but I think this might be Ben's last episode. <laughs> gold, bro! Grand Inquisitor, Hot Toys, 260, October 2023 to March 2024. I will be 100% honest and say that um, the design of the character has grown on me a bit since we first saw it in the trailer. I think I think this certainly looks better than what we saw in the TV show, but I'm not as like shocked about it, you know, now that we've seen everything in action. But I think this sculpt really suffers, or this figure actually really suffers from just having a very stoic frankly kind of bored looking face um this is a character from rebels that is fucking helicopter flying with his lightsaber and doing all this combat shit and just looking at him on the right there like he just genuinely looks like he doesn't want to be there and it's a shame because they've done really uh in the past years really some bad expressive skulls but they also done some okay ones and i think this is a character that really would have benefited from a second portrait uh, but yeah, I, I think I think it's okay. We got that nice little Riva tease for the people that uh, like that character, and uh, you know, there's some light up stuff. But uh, overall, I think this is an easy pass for me. But uh, you know, I, I think this is definitely something that should have been um, at minimum a two portrait uh, figure. What do you think, Dean? Yeah, I <clears throat> I got a chance to talk about this on uh, Will Foxification's channel on Sunday. <laughs> I think it's, and this is coming from someone who does not like Riva at all. It's almost insulting that we got this character first and not her. Facts. Because he is like an afterthought in the whole fucking show. Like, I don't think any scenes even pivot around that character. So it's like, why the fuck are we getting this? That being said, I think they nailed it just in terms of this prototype. It looks like the dude ripped from the screen uh say what you will about the character design like zach said it's not terrible but when you compare it to the animation obviously it's going to be vastly different um but for people who like that character this is great uh i just again i don't know why we're getting it like so early or if not at all because he's in like two fucking scenes in the whole show but you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's like the nicest thing I could say about it. Nobody expected you to be nice, Dean. <laughs> yeah, you know, regardless of what you thought, we thought we think of him in the movie or whatnot or the show, how they did the character. This looks great, like portrait-wise, literally stripped from the the show, in my opinion. Uh, and I know a lot of people weren't fans of how they say, say it again. That's a shrink ray, maybe? Shrink ray. Maybe shrink ray. I think it's ray, better. Yeah. I mean, the proportion of his head's way better than it was in the show. Uh, I, I know a lot yeah. of people still want that elongated. They would have liked that elongated uh, port, like, version of the character in the show. But this is what we got. So, But regardless, I think coming out of the show, this is fine. This is perfect. Um, the price point's not bad. What do we say? 260 Yeah, and it's a shame because... That's not a great price point, but I guess that's kind of the world we live in, right? Like two sixty, like. Well, I, I think we're lucky I, I it's not two eighty five. Two eighty, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm surprised uh, especially it's not lately. Yeah, especially um, lately. I don't necessarily think if they gave us another port, we would benefit from another portrait because he was very, like you said, he was only in a few scenes and he didn't, he wasn't that expressive uh, in the scenes. Wow. Kind of happy we got this before Riva, no? Because I don't know if they're following how the characters were introduced because he was introduced before Riva, correct? In Rebels, in yeah. yeah. In Rebels, yeah. And in the well, show. In so the, in the show. Yeah, so maybe they're following that case, but to see the stills and see that Reva's coming, that's good news as well. You can have the whole lineup. For me, I'm I'm not interested in collecting this line, but I got to give Hot Toys props because the likeness is right on point. You can go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I think my only, um, you know, I'm not, not going to pick this up at all. I wasn't a big fan of the show, so um, it's not really of interest to me, but I think the proportions on the head are good. I mean, I think they got it better than in the show. Obviously the guy had to wear a bald cap and it looked really big. His head looked really big in the show. And I thought that was kind of goofy. He looked like an egghead. Um, I think it looks better in this one. I think they did nail it, but, uh, definitely not, not something I'm going to pick up. So I like, I'm surprised that, uh, people aren't celebrating the price point a little more. I know like, it's not maybe a figure that people want necessarily right now, but I think if we see this guy make future appearances in other shows that connect with people a little bit more, suddenly this first release of this figure could definitely have a little bit more weighted value in somebody's collection. I think it's cool that we get the light up features, um, you know, the light up chess piece, the light up saber, uh, and the head sculpt all for the 265 where that standard, even with a head sculpt has been 285. Like you said earlier, I think this is pretty good for that. I also do think that if he'd had the elongated head in real life, people may have compared him to like Beldar from the cone heads. Cause he has the sharp teeth and the elongated head. It might a little bit, it might've been a cone heads thing. So maybe they purposely the made this back. decision. See, I would buy, <laughs> you, I would buy a cone heads hot toys, but right. Beldar would be amazing, but Absolutely. you also, you also, uh, you can't knock the design of the character based on, um, like from hot toys based on the show. Cause like hot toys obviously didn't design it. They just, they were working with what they've got. And with that Riva tease in the background, she's honestly like, I think if the rest of her face looks as good as that one angle of the side of her head, I think she's going to be an amazing figure in terms of likeness, uh, whether or not you liked, like the character performance or not. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I think that the two of these ones, like the, the Grand Inquisitor and Reva behind Darth Vader in like kind of like a walking scene could be a really badass display for somebody, especially. So. You're not wrong. Yeah. Go ahead, Dean. You already had a chance to speak, but go go for a second time. No, I just said he wasn't wrong. Wow. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, man. No, I love Christ. you, brother. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can tell a figure is destined for the bargain bin when I see one, and this guy, you know, is he's, he's right there, right? These, like I said, I learned my lesson on Moff Gideon. Um, I do think it looks terrific, though. Like, the sculpt looks really solid. I like the design in terms of the armor. Of all the Inquisitors, like I think that they have really cool looking, um, yeah, just really cool designs overall. I will say, like Ben was mentioning, the the Riva tease. If we actually get that released, I'm way more interested in that character and adding that to the collection than I would be this guy. Um, but I haven't ruled him out because he could look kind of sweet next to Darth Vader. Um, or you know, we've got the new Jedi uh, Jedi Fallen Order too, and I'm forgetting the name of the, that actual game, but maybe we get some more Inquisitors. Hopefully we get some actual figure, figures from that freaking game. Figures. Like the first one. Figures. 
You got a figure spinner? Jesus. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how deep do we think they're going in this line? They got uh, Vader, Kenobi, the Grand Inquisitor, uh, potentially Reva. I think What's they're going to make the, uh, the, the other uh, male Inquisitor. Probably, or the Purge Trooper. You're right. You're right, Dan. I want a baby Leia. Um, you know what I'd love to see as well? I'd love to see like a collection of everybody's little holograms. Like somebody who's got like all of the holograms. I want to see that oh, picture. Gosh. That'd be awesome. Thank exactly. God they didn't give us printing him. Yeah. two versions of this figure. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants a hologram, $500 friends and family shipping is not included. Uh, please put uh, lunch in the notes. Hold on a second. Two um, versions of this figure. What was the second version? Him laying on the floor? <laughs> no, I said, thank God there wasn't. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> the. Uh, Inart showed us round two of the the Batman photos, and Jeez. it's hard to tell if they fixed the cape. I don't think that they did. I think it's kind of the way the camera is shooting this, but I know that's potentially still on the table. I will say they did definitely fix the wire in the um, the grappling hook here. I know John said mm-hmm. it looked like it was string yeah. last episode, mm-hmm. and I did agree. Uh, here's a look there at some of the accessories on the belt. I think these look absolutely fantastic. I think the belt looks great. Uh, we also have uh, a look here at the different um, gauntlets, which I think is really neat that they're... Uh, sort of doing what um, the Mezco 112th has done, which I, I think is really smart. And Zach, Much- I will say, you know, it's kind of alluding to this in this picture, but um, saw John on another stream and he mentioned that they didn't say magnets on this because they're going to go with magnets pretty much moving forward that's their preferred method now we'll see if that ends up being true but it seems like this is definitely magnetic arms which i think is important definitely um there's also john was mm-hmm. mentioning last stream there's no way in hell there we go that this would not come with the bruce wayne or the wayne family cufflinks we got that there interesting this little red streak of paint there on the knuckle i don't know if that's like a super accurate detail of the movie but i like it i'm here for it Love to see it. And we also got to look at the um, the premium Batman on the left and the um, uh, right, or normal edition, the, the sculpted Batman on the right. To be honest, I think both look excellent. I think the the rooted on the left is probably a bit better, but for my money, I'm I'm perfectly happy with the uh, with the sculpted. I haven't put this on pre-order yet, but I'm definitely going to be doing mm-hmm, it soon. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing is that's holding me back because I think I think these arms up pose not dynamic, but you know get a little bit more range of motion than the protos, but if they can nail this cape, I, I think this is tough to beat. I think this this is strong. It's a strong figure. How are they pulling off that bend if it's magnetic? Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? That yeah. bend on the in the elbow. Yeah, be in the forearm. Yeah, the so, mag- the, so after from the, the elbow. Oh, joint, okay, right? yeah, it so, would have to be. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. The gauntlet's right? almost <clears throat> almost all the way up. Mm-hmm. So is it is it? Are you getting two sets of gauntlets, or are they just showing how it comes apart? I'm confused. It looks distinct, right? Because it's like, oh, the grappling hook comes off the gauntlet, but here's what it looks like together. Is that what I'm seeing, or do you get the way the way I read this is you would get two sep you get four total. Yeah, that's how I'm reading it. That's, that's how, how that's how Mezco did it. Because okay. the um, yeah, that's what Mezco did. And I think that's the best way to do it to prevent that- wear and tear on the parts. Okay. Yeah, it just seems kind of odd that it... Okay. That, that makes more sense now. Okay, um, yeah, I think this is great. Now, is that faceplate uh, where he's, like, shooting the grappling hook? I feel like this is the first time we've seen this, no? I think you're maybe right. 
I, th- I think you're right, and I don't think it was included in the initial product description, so that's really neat to see. Um, one thing I would say, Dean, is I almost think that this top uh, grappling set right here, I think this may be one piece where the hand is just like permanently attached right. to the grapple, because it looks too fragile, right? Like if you were having mm-hmm. to stuff that into the hand, I think you'd break it, and I think that's a really smart way to do it. Um, at this point, I think the only thing that I don't see from the movie is that gauntlet with the electrical uh, effect on it. I, even though I would have been toyish and we complain about those things, I think it would have been cool to see. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I think everything I'm seeing is fantastic. I, I literally have really nothing to complain about with this. Yeah, um, this is... I, I can't... I don't know... The only thing bad I can say about it is the cape. Like, if they don't fix it, that needs to be fixed. Besides that, I think this is a banger. Every photo I see that they release further just keeps getting better and better. Um, the portraits look great. The Bruce Wayne portrait, I think, needs a little tweaking still. I think they put a little too much... Ro- Not here, the, the Bruce Wayne one. I don't know if it's a different one. The one that, you, yeah, that goes with that body. I think they use a little too much pink in the cheeks. They got to be careful with that paint app, but nonetheless, when we're looking at the photos in front of us, stunning. Happy with the accessories. Still wish they'd add the thumb drive. Uh, that I think that would be really cool. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I haven't pre-ordered either because I'm I leave it all to the last minute. But I think this is one that I'm gonna try to try to get because it looks great. Yeah, I'm with John here. I think this looks absolutely phenomenal and. Really, I knew I wanted to add at least one Batman from InArt to the collection. I went with the lower end version with the with the sculpted hair because I think that looks really good. But honestly, the rooted looks, you know, that much better. I think you're getting what you're paying for with with that rooted hair. I just don't want to have to comb those bangs. Like that's kind of a line that I want to draw, and I know I'm going to have to do it already with the, with the Joker. But I just feel like that's going to be a mess potentially. Well, we'll see. But you know, there will be a Batman two potentially where I could add. You know, if this if in art's really successful, if they continue with the rooted hair, then I could always go with that version with rooted down the line. But I think the sculpted look, I'm probably not going to display this one with the helmet off because just with the full Batman setup, it looks so great. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just had to add one. So. I will say I'm probably not going to end up with three like I did with the Joker, but I haven't completely ruled out just getting an, an all-in with the with the rooted hair if they really come out with more stuff. And I just get that FOMO last second, but I'm trying to be disciplined because there's just so much stuff coming out that that'd be a tough pill to swallow going all-in on this. But uh, yeah, I already added one and it looks great. Just to say quick, that port- this portrait we're looking at right now, my God, my God beautiful it's crazy holy my i wonder why they decided to go with different lighting for the rooted versus the sculpted it almost makes it look like two different looks right yeah that's the only thing i'm worried about is the sculpt is the yeah with the rooted hair probably uh sorry with the rooted hair it's probably the same lighting would probably split the hairs up it looked kind of weird um especially like the 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 bangs in the front but it's i mean I'm selling off most of my hot toys and six scale figures, but this thing, I mean, it wants to draw me back in and the rooted hair. I don't know. I don't have anything with rooted hair, but this, this portrait is like amazing. I mean, it's, it's absolutely killer. So it's, it's tempting for sure. The price is a little steep, but um, I think it's well worth it though for everything you're getting. They've done a, a great job. 
Gabagool guy in the chat here knows what's up, Marco. Tough nut to swallow, Marco, not the pill. I can't take your catchphrase. Come on. Get- you're hey, the only you one that swallows those nuts, Ben. <laughs> I'm willing to share the nuts, okay? That's all I'm saying. Oh, but wow. uh, I'm on the fence. I'm still heavily on the fence. I, I thought I'd made my decision with Hot Toys because seeing the comparison where you see the picture split down the center, I think it looks like they both look so good and they both have things that draw me in and they both have things that kind of take me out of it. I still think the value on the Hot Toys, like for all of like the quantity of stuff that you get with it, is definitely... Um, awesome and like worthy of consideration but then they release these other photos and i'm like okay it does it does look just like subtly better for me though it's like do i like this batman enough to pay that extra bit or do i feel like the hot toys in my collection would service like what i want out of my collection right and so that's kind of what i'm i'm on the fence about not i would say that now seeing both uh i think if you want the better likeness i do think in our at least from their photos that we keep comparing because we still don't have in hand options i think if we're comparing photos which we have to do uh in art definitely has the win on that but it's i'm going to be like john i think i'm going to be kind of resting it to the last minute just like i did with joker about making that that decision uh, I am leaning towards uh, the standard edition in art, though, I think, because for the same reason as Marco, um, for this Batman, I see him as the Batman in my collection, not necessarily Bruce Wayne. I think we will get future movies where maybe we get a little bit more development out of Bruce Wayne as a character, and maybe I'll care about his face a little bit more as the actor. Uh, but in the moment, I think the Batman's the coolest, so I may go I may go with the in art, uh, even still, after all. And I will I will just challenge you on one point, though, Ben. When you were saying the better value with the Hot Toys, do you mean because the Deluxe comes with more or the 515 yes, set with thank the bat you. signal? And- yes, thank you. Because that's what I was originally intending on looking at purchasing was getting the, the Deluxe set with the signal and everything. And as I said, I think if I want the signal and the Batman and having that slightly better likeness, um, it might be worthy of paying a little bit more for the inert. Whereas I'd still feel like I got really good value for my money out of that Hot Toys offering. So it's, it's a hard you know, one. To, I, cool cool world we live in, though, when six scale is this good that it's yeah. so <laughs> hard to actually make a call. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. One thing I'm not very happy do. with is how this deluxe with the two figures and the bat signal is cheaper than the Joker set. Mm-hmm. I think it may have to do with the like the steel bars or like the metal bars, yeah, the real the, wood. But I think you're paying a premium for those premium materials. I think this one just has a little bit of die cast, but I don't think there's that like really premium part to, to this set. Like the base, you know, they're just going to cast that or, you know, mold that however they're going to do it. But on the uh, Joker set, we saw the, uh, the real hand weathering on everything. And I mean, that shit's difficult, man. That shit takes time, takes a lot of effort. You, it's not something you do in one pass, so. True, but counterpoint, it does come with a full-on bat signal, too. Though, yeah, right? that's so what I I'm saying. Like, I definitely hear what both of you that's are saying. Tr- that's true, yeah, the light effects and everything. Like, I can true. understand if it was just the Batman and the Bruce, but the fact you're getting the whole bat signal, I kind of feel like maybe Joker was a test to the market, and now they're kind of backtracking the, the price of it. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they're getting more efficient with these things. Could um, be, Because yeah. Gandalf Joker's came also- in at, at uh, f- I think, five... 530 500 and um can someone remind me what's the base price on this one marco do you have two, the, you uh, can get the, it for 280 shipped uh for the sculpted version and then 500 for the batman rooted by itself and then can, the bruce waynes are around the same 
You could get yeah. this Batman for two eighty shipped. Me, three, excuse me, three eighty. Oh, I was about to say fuss. Yes. <laughs> yeah, three eighty is the full. Well, three eighty, even three eighty. Well, it's yeah, just competitive with the Hot Toys yeah. deluxe version, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So. And I mean, when you look at this figure compared to Gandalf, like there's so much more that goes into this. So many more parts. So many more. Um, it's to me. I think. I think the value on this figure. I mean, like John said, like it's right at about that Hot Toys price point, like. And then once you add in tax and shipping and like, it, it's Plus it's this, honestly like competitively priced. Yeah, and this face sculpt is light years ahead. I mean, I think I think so. Yeah. yeah. Going back to John's point too, though, about the Joker, like I would say that like people have wanted a Heath Ledger Joker remade for a really really long time, mm-hmm. and honestly, like companies are smart enough to know, right? You're, you're going to pay for what's hot. You're going to pay for what's most desirable. And as good as this Batman film was, it was still really split uh, on how people liked it. Some people loved it. Some people really didn't like it and resonate with oh. it. Whereas Dean is honestly the only person I know that didn't like the Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more, but I don't really know anybody about, else. Are you talking about the, the figure top. or the character? The, like the movie itself. And the oh, character. I didn't like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put two on your bucket there. Wow. I didn't, like, I didn't really you, like it. I'm canceling my flight like to San Antonio right You're now. Crazy. How dare <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised. How dare you, Paul? We have an opening. Uh, you but are that's, allowed but to that's, that furthers my point, though, Zach, is that more people were split on this film than they ever were on Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, Joker was one that everybody's wanted, it feels like, for a really long time. Yeah. So, it, that's it, interesting. And I, I don't want to But no, that's fair. And I do want to just bring up one more point about scale, because we're kind of assuming these will all scale together. You know, you can kind of mix and match the hot toys and the in-art, but uh, shout-out to Joao again. He kind of did the side-by-side comparison of the preliminary measurements, and it looks like the in-art's bat signal is significantly taller and deeper than the hot toys one. And, you know, the hot toys one is pretty massive already, so Mm. that's just really interesting from a, you know, we just got to see how all these things pair up, because I know a lot of people are, getting the DX-19 to maybe go with that, um, you know, the in-art Joker, but they might force you to, to buy another uh, Christian Bale Batman to go with your Joker. So we Tule, shall see. Tuli's actually saying that the bat signal by Hot Toys on Sideshow site is already saying almost gone. So keep fake that news. in mind. They haven't even started making those things yet. That was absolute fake news. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's just typical, you know, Sideshow's going to be Sideshow. Kind in my opinion. container ship we, so sank in the ocean. Oh, wait, no, it didn't. We... We did uh, reach out to John from Queen Studios uh, uh, to confirm the heights for the Joker, Batman, and Gandalf, so we should have hopefully an answer for that very soon, and we'll be able to make sure everything lines up together. Um, let's move on. Uh, Hot Toys released after like two years plus cable, and I- I'm going to be completely honest that, first off, I'm, s- I'm sorry if you really like this figure, but this is honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen. This is famished malnourished uh you know feed this man for a a dollar a day cable this is one of the worst things i've ever seen the head is too big it's taken way too long to come out the body is too small and um i I frankly honestly truly believe that the um toys era one is a much much nicer looking figure um i i'm i'm honestly disappointed the hot toys put this out in this state especially when their main competition in one six scale is putting out those banger Batman pictures and their answer, so to speak to that is releasing this. It's, it's just, just bad. I have honestly Mm -hmm. like nothing good to say about this thing. It's absolutely terrible for the price of one coffee a day. You could feed cable. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, okay. Like a wire. I, I, yeah. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> um, How bad do you tell us? All of it. All, like the portrait is Wait, very... who, before you t- hold on before you sorry to before he tells us how bad this is who makes this <laughs> okay perfect hey now you i call him like a season i'm not okay. a, a apologist i'm a give and take baby <laughs> yeah, it's so bad it, it's so bad it makes that darth maul look good bro i'd rather a darth maul in my collection than this. <laughs> um yeah like the body is way too small the sculpt like i don't know it's very soft like i feel like all the details could have been like sculpted uh, like uh, deeper does that make sense like it just kind of looks too soft like i don't especially where the skin meets the robotics the cybernetics it looks trash it looks like a yeah it looks like a marvel legends figure yeah, and then like the clothes. Please don't insult Marvel Legends. No, like I that. love Marvel Legends. But <laughs> this come on, price. come on, Paul. Look, look at this side by side that Ben gave us. Look, look at this. Are you kidding yeah, me? It's... Yeah, like his. He's got like a pencil neck and like a bobblehead. Motherfucker looks like a Funko Pop, dude. For the for the record, it felt <laughs> really awkward editing this photo together at like two in the morning beside my fiance who was sleeping. Bro, you like, know you rock hard. Like, come you're on, meshing it together. You know? Like a diamond in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, but even his pants are like real baggy. Um, I guess like I could say like the accessories are done well if I had to say something nice about this, but like, yeah, like even the like robotronic arm is like very skinny. It's like kind of scrawny. Like it's just, it's so bad. Like you said, the toys era one fucking knocks this out of the park. Like not the poor one though. Even in the real portrait. life, his head does look bigger than his body. No, he got a big, no. he got a big nog. Yeah, but he's got a thick ass neck at least. <laughs> yeah, like, no way, guys. <laughs> and his face is it's too skinny. I mean, they did a good job. I think it's realistic looking and comparative. This doesn't look. He's too thin. Anything like Josh Brolin gone. in this movie? This looks maybe 100%. from a hundred percent. No, come on. Maybe from a technical painting aspect, probably. Okay, but look, look. This at looks like pictures. crap, but it looks better than the Toys Era one. This looks uh, like the dude from Avatar. In my opinion. I, the portrait. If I had to pick between the two, I don't I'd think go so. Toys I think the era. portrait on the Toys Era is pretty spot on. Okay, and the exactly. Neck thickness and everything, but yeah. This... Pull up the Toys Era one. Please, Zach. I think. Yeah, I think, pull up on. the Toys Era. I think John's misremembering. I think the not body the picture is still the, Not the pictures I'm looking at right now, that's for sure. I will I say, you know, Hot Toys needs to stop. With these figures, where they, you know, have you have the potential to take their shirt off, but they really don't want you to do that. It's like, why even give us the option? Just like keep the shirt on, really focus on the tailoring, all the all the other stuff. Because if you're going to mail it in, much like the Darth Maul that I mentioned, like don't even bother giving us that option. Hide all that stuff and just allude to it with certain cuts in the clothing. Because this is not it. If this is the best effort we're going to get from them, it's just mm-hmm. not good enough. Well, I agree do you think with it would have looked. Do you think it would have looked too bulky if he couldn't have taken his clothes like off? Like, do you think it would have looked more in proportion? I should say, is that part of the reason you're thinking it's looking so skinny? They could use a fat suit or at least portions of a fat suit to bulk him right. up, right? But the fact that they try to have it both ways really the figure suffers overall from from all looks. I don't really can, see the draw of having him without a shirt, anyways. I, I don't. Can you? I'm sorry, Paul. No, you're good. Yeah. You're good. No, 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 no. Zach, I'm gonna send you. This is from. Um, 
Zach, pull Eric the skull in hand. Pick. Hold on a second. Pull the shot of him without a shirt on. Exactly. Of the the mechanical toys era, so we can compare it. Okay. Yeah, I agree, Paul. Though, why would you even want to pose with the all, shirt off? All these photos. Yeah. I have one here I can send you. Are like in 250p. It's the yeah, under no thing. circumstance would I be pulling the yeah, can you send off it to me, John? cable yeah, I'm to display yeah. him. It's just not. Did he even take his shirt off in the movie? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right there, bro. Oh, it's right there. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was looking at the wow. toys there on the left. <laughs> That's it, okay. right there. Um, I just sent it to you, Zach. No, the this, I still this is this is a okay. Let me murder it first. This is unacceptable from Hot Boys. You make collectors wait two years. Two, two plus years. years. Yeah. Two plus years, and this is what you give. That being said, it mutilates the boys' arrow. Come on, come on, John. Come on, look at the take the shirt off. Let's see the the, show Uh, show that picture. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, But shirts off is irrelevant, I think. But for cables, well, but that's what you're paying for, right? All that detail. Um, so here we go. The way he's he's too skinny. I think the portrait's better on this one, but. Either because look how they separate the stump, the torso from the. Yeah, that looks weird. Okay, articulation wise, I'm with John, sure, I'm with John on this one. Bulk no. wise, look at the look at no. the look at the portrait. Look at the, yeah. look at the sculpting detail on Toys Era. Look at the Hot Toys. That looks terrible. yeah, but look at the portrait, man. Yeah, it looks like a bro dude. I, I'm, I'm liking the Toys Era portrait more. To be what? completely honest, that looks nothing to like be, him. But I, that's that's that, cool. Like everyone's everyone's entitled to their thing. But from if I had to, pick, I didn't even watch the flipping movie, but. From stills that I'm seeing, I'd go with the Hot Toys. But I'm just saying. I'll tell you this: him clothed, Jesus, Louisus, that is really bad. Hot Toys, really bad. And you think two years plus is because you're trying to put the money, the R and D, to make the best figure? No, no, you drop the ball. If I was you, pull it, pull it, please, and make the adjustments. <laughs> Don't release this figure. You're gonna take a loss, but. Wow, this is this was atrocious. Here's why I don't like the um, the Hot Toys. They have that articulation. They just have it much higher. But I mm. honestly think the 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 aesthetics are obviously maybe not so good on that part of the body. But people don't articulate at their like their breasts. Like you, I mean, you have a little bit, but that's not the main point of articulation of the torso. No. So I I you also get like an ugly seam, right? It's just hidden well in this photo. But I think genuinely speaking, the bulk of the toys era and i think the portrait and specifically the way the neck like that silhouette of the neck to the uh to the the bottom of the sculpt i think looks Mm -hmm. better um i i just think that honestly this it it just looks bad it honestly for this to be out this long you'd think they were they were gonna give you the world right this guy's gonna be 180 shipped soon one i can't wait for the basement bros I sent you an in-hand the picture of the. It doesn't look very good in that in-hand picture, but I'll, I'll I think it up. looks better than. <laughs> Hang on, um, yeah. I'm Eric's canceling my uh, my order. With Eric's not very good at photos, so. So. right now. I think Eric the Toys Era's hair sculpt is better, actually. I think the hair. Yeah, I agree with better. you. Yeah. So you, yeah. but the portrait's not there. I did. The I still have it on order with NRD, but I'm canceling it. Cole, Cole side show up and tell him it looks fucking horrendous and that they need <laughs> yeah. to give you their well, I'll try and make some content for the channel you can tell the, the uh, you can tell even the belt get his NRD bag 
The belt oh, yeah, and the 100%. stitching in the pants and everything is nicer on the hot toys. Yeah, the parachute pants. I mean, the body, the thinness of the body just doesn't work at all. Yeah, no. For not at all. It's just no, not no, even no. close. The mechanical, yeah. the you know, the Toys Era version, I think, for me personally, I don't think the, the face sculpt is 100%, but I think just overall it's a better match. And even if you're not trying to match it to the movie, but just a cable figure, mm-hmm. I think it's a better cable figure, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. This portrait's a That's tad a better than the one that... Uh, Toys Era put out that photo we just looked a tad better, but it is light years away from the, the from the actor. Dean, were you but better the than the I think. Yeah, like like the body itself is just like sickly Beefier. looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I hate everything about that. Um, Asmus <sighs> released their ring wraith with a grand total of fucking two photos. One of which is in the box, uh, kind of a bit of a fail there. But uh, I'm excited. It's really hard to see. It's like a black box, black photo, black yeah. background. They fucking dim the lights, so I don't know how I feel about this. But uh, you know, this is what they what they showed us. There's fucking more pictures of the box than the figure. Um, so uh, hopefully, I mean, it's Asmus's strongest points, right? So I think in theory it should be a good figure. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, get some more pictures. Nice art box. I'm hoping oh, beautiful on art this mm-hmm. ASASCP. As, as soon as... <laughs> well, how does he say it? ASAP, ASAP as possible. ASAP as possible, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is... Uh, You're not yeah. willing to wait for uh, in art to see what they do? Fuck no, we don't need a $500... Bro, okay, I'll tell you this <laughs> right now. I want all nine. So I have a couple of the, the third-party ones on pre-order... I want to get a couple of these. I'll probably end up getting an in-art one. I want all nine, so okay. eventually. Yeah, eventually go. Because cool. I'm sure you're going to get like die-cast armor and all that stuff. My well, this is I think both of, both of them have Oh, is it really? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to get favorite. just one... Oh, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, this is my favorite Asmus, but it has no face sculpt, so that's probably... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, let's bring up XO6. Oh. You're not wrong. <laughs> Riley if reviews the just... hot toys is built like me. <laughs> But if you're going to get one representation of the kind of these characters in one six, wouldn't you just wait for in art to do the witch king? Like, I feel like that would be kind of the ultimate representation of this because this looks okay, but um, uh, I feel like very, I think these are more iconic than the witch king in my is, opinion. Yeah. Is that yeah, what the they said they were going to do is the witch king? They haven't announced that. No, but oh, I would just no. assume because they're going to do the ring race. So I would just assume okay. they're I mean, building to that. Yeah. Asmus does have the witch king. But, like, to me, when I think of, like, the ring rates, I think of the, you know, in the, the, the fellowship of the rider. ring, right? Right. They're all, like, fucking riding after them through the woods. They're, Horseback. Th- yeah, they're they're coming through the door at the Prancing Pony, fucking stabbing the pillows up in the mountaintop. What's it called, uh, Zach? Uh, the Prancing Pony. No, the the in the mountaintop. <laughs> the oh, pony. sorry, that's the bar. Well, they stabbed the pillows in the bar. That's yeah. I said the prancing pony, and then I. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Weathertop. Weathertop. Thank you. Like all those are so fucking like iconic. Uh, the Witch King is very cool, and he's like the leader of the nine ring raids. But you don't see him until much later. So like You're in right. my mind's okay. eye. This is like how I picture the ring rings. So. Okay, I understood. I, to me, it's just, he's just like the premium version of their designs. But that's I get what true. You're and I think really the only main difference is like the helmet and like a mace. <laughs> I think yeah. he has the same armor, basically. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
But they've done Asmus has done the Witch King before, so I want to say that you're right. Re- I want to say you're right. Nope. Plus, yeah. you could just 3D print the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could 3D print the, the helmet. <laughs> um, John, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Yes, sir. We uh, want to thank One Six Corner. Their mission is to provide the best figures and collectibles to their customers. They offer great prices, great packaging, fast shipping, and best in the business customer service. Collecting weekly listeners get 10% off in stock figures while our show is live using code capital C, capital capital W, 10. Choose your figures, pay safely with PayPal, and you can leave the rest to them. Thank you for that. So Hot Toys had a hyperdrive event that they posted on Facebook. A lot of people were freaking out because the, um, what, do you, what do you even call this? The N1 Mandalorian ship was in the uh, photo there. People were freaking out. Apparently, no one knows about Google Translate. Um, but we went ahead and translated it for you. Um, so it's at their Tokyo venue. Uh, they were going to have some of the costumes that were used to film the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, so that's obviously very cool for people that are interested in, in proper replicas or cosplay to be able to take photos of those. Uh, and they also said they were going to exhibit a 1-6 scale prototype. Uh, the latest high-end 1-6 scale figures from Hot Toys will be shown in the first time in Japan. Don't miss out on the powerful vehicles such as the N1 Starfighter. Uh, they also had uh, event-limited uh, releases. So they had the uh, the three different uh, current wave of Chrome clone and Chrome Stormtroopers, uh, along with some of the, uh, what are these, Cosbabies? So that was very cool. And... Uh, yeah, I, at this point, it's still a prototype. I know people are very excited about this, but I've seen a lot of people taking this post out of context and being mm. like, we're getting this, we're getting this. And I think it's um, probably uh, not good to do that. Well, the, um, the the thing that they keep on showing it and keep bringing it up is a, is a good sign. Um, well, they had the Falcon on display for a while. I mean, yeah. they literally still have the Falcon on display, and that that uh, shot from uh, what was it, Marco Shanghai? Uh, last week they had they had mm-hmm. the Falcon and the BVS uh, Batmobile on display, but they don't really sure. market it. I don't find they really market it on like brochures and and part of events and stuff. I'll give you. I'm this is front page on their on yeah. their advertisement. It's if they wild. do this yeah. in one six, I'll be shocked because we've like, I think when I first hopped on the channel a few months in. I mentioned it before, Milk Magazine. Howard had his Milk Magazine interview, and he stated, we won't do, he's not interested in doing six-scale vehicles, Star Wars vehicles. And that's why we never got the the Falcon cockpit. We didn't get the Jedi Starfighter and stuff. So it would be cool to get this, but I would hope that he'd still revisit that uh, Falcon cockpit, because I was really interested in that. But do you think, though, them seeing companies like Jazz Inc. Dioramas or... um you know, in our and, and Queen, that's they're going to start doing these bigger vehicles. Also, mm. do you think that 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 you know maybe has changed their mind on it this? Could. There may, might be a niche market for something mm-hmm. like this, or even even uh, Haslab, right? Three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, they raised yeah. millions of dollars for this project, and it's you know a, a massive display, right? I mean, I don't know how big the Jazzing Falcon cockpit is, but well, I'd imagine yeah. the the uh, Razor Crest takes up a, a pretty comparable amount of space. Well, it's them flexing. It's them saying, hey, you know, I'm paying for the license, so guess what? I'm going to utilize my license, and you can suck it. It's a good advertisement piece for them. But I, I would just keep saying, 
this has a lot of dead space in it. Yes, it is massive, but in terms of them actually producing this, it feels like it could fit in a very large box. Mm -hmm. But compared to like if they were going to do many other ships that, you know, are a lot more significant, this feels like it's just at that threshold where they might actually be crazy enough to do it. So, you know, Ben, not Ben, uh, Marco, sorry. I'd be shocked. I'd expect them to do it in one twelfth, not one six. That's yeah, yeah. That's where I'd be at. Yeah, could be, could be, but yeah, hard to say. I'm shocked that. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I was gonna say I've heard people say though that they'd hang it on the wall, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. Could like that. That kind of gave me some inspiration, like for just kind of what I could see in a in a display for somebody. I think it would be cool though if they actually marketed this thing at some point, like if they were gonna release it to have it come with a hook and some instruction for something along those lines. Because for me, like I wouldn't have the real estate surface real estate to to bring something like this into my collection, but I maybe could justify putting it on a wall. And if it didn't come with something like a setup, I'd be really nervous about modding something like this to try and make something like that Mm -hmm. work. So it would have to be, it'd have to be tastefully done because you're Mm going to have the people that are going to be viewing it from that angle where the hook would be. So it'd have to be, I'm trying to think, your best bet here would be some fishing wire support yeah. and some ceiling hooks and supporting it from yeah, both turbines 100%. and the back, the tail. Mm. Yeah, like a triangle. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Um, cool. Let's move on. Our main topic of tonight is changes. How's your collecting habits changed throughout the years uh, going into first party, third party, whether you customize things, um, not necessarily scale, because I know we've talked about that a bit. Um, for me, I feel like when I first got started... I was very nervous to handle these figures and I remember my first like real figure was the that I actually opened and like really enjoyed was the sideshow um deluxe Darth Vader and I remember getting it and just being completely blown away by this thing I, I picked it up at Alien Worlds I've been eyeing it for a while blown away by it Unfortunately, there was a, a an issue with the battery pack and the way that the which sideshow is actually really smart for doing this credit where credits due. You have one switch on the back of the belt that controls all the lights on the figure from that one switch, and it's a battery pack on the back of the belt. So you're not taking the belt boxes off the belt, and one of the wires had come like from the connector loose, and I remember like freaking out. I got the John gloves on freaking like like i'm doing surgery on this thing i was so nervous cut to now i think i'm much more confident handling these things like when i did that uh bodysuit mod on the mando i'm just fucking i was about to bring that up dude (laughs) you fucking you had that figure for like 0.7 minutes and you had torn it all apart like all over the place on your fucking desk i was like much better though oh 100 Yeah, I think I'm more confident with that. I think, I think to be honest, for me, um, and I've said this a few times, but I think I'm really at that point with six scale that, like, very niche um, one six scale products interest me. I'm not like for every like fifty hot toys that we see, I'm just kind of like maybe there's like one. Like I think right now, Miles Morales from Spider Verse is like a maybe, like a long maybe. But I, I even that being one of my favorite movies of all time is a hard pass, I think, uh, especially with, you know, how cheap these things can get on the secondary market. So I've been, I've been, uh, getting a lot of third party stuff. I genuinely think like, give it another year. I think I'll probably be buying mostly statues. 
um, getting rid of some six scale stuff. I've been, I've been looking at my collection, like, you know, what don't I need? I took a few figures out, haven't really missed them. They're gonna be tough to sell for a lot of reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hitting that twilight. I've been really enjoying D and D. We've been getting hardcore into that and collecting the miniatures for that is really fun. Like all the different creatures that we've fought is really fun for me. Uh, 3d printing's a, a neat little hobby and then statues. Like I'm really really enjoying the statue stuff that i've been getting recently so and you have um, a history in miniatures yeah that's actually how i uh learned to paint <clears throat> and kind of do all these things so he's kind of going back to miniature my for years oh, too, that, so. uh, that's what i was gonna oh, say oh my god <laughs> some say three is enough marco how dare you it's plenty some would it's say. plenty three and three quarter give a credit recurrence to what is it day. about what is it about statues you like more would you say zach i just hate like dealing with um material problems and that's why i really like the gandalf figures and i'm willing to invest a lot of money into them because like you know i don't have to worry about necessarily leather ripping i don't have to worry about like you know if, if anything if the outfit deteriorates it's almost better right i i would get hot toys figures and like have a pose that i would love to do with them and i'm like well you know darth vader for example hands on the belt then you hear like, oh, like it's it's pleather's flaking or BVS right. Batman. I've seen so many reports this year of the BVS Batman figure, just the suit just deteriorating completely down to like the base layer, whatever it is. Wow. And I do genuinely like to pose my figures, but it's like I, I can't. And so, and I do like the dynamic poses. So I, I, I that's kind of why I want to get into statues more. Like I can have this T Rex pose like that forever and outside of occasional figures falling on it or the wife uh, knocking a tooth out, it's uh, fairly safe, you know, long-term. Um, but, you know, figures like... There's one figure that I have that I just, like, never touch. The Rocketeer, one of my favorite figures that I own. But it's an all-pleather jacket. They don't make that jacket anymore. It's very expensive to find. I just... I hate touching that thing. Like, anytime I have to treat it, the pleather, i just, like, stressing that I'm going to lift the arm and just start flaking so um it's uh it's 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 a it's a fun hobby but uh i don't know i just kind of feel like i'm definitely changing more towards statues and obviously you know with the patreon chat a lot of us are starting to get into statues paul john is like really i mean john's always been into statues but he's really hitting it hard lately and i, I just i feel kind of i don't say let down but just just Nothing has excited me with Hot Toys, like genuinely excited me. Yeah. I think in our, the Gandalf Crown Series, Asmus, and this Batman have been the figures that have excited me most the past few years, but that's three figures out of like maybe the hundred that we've covered this year, you know, versus like statues. Like I think like once a month, I'm like, God damn, that is an amazing statue. Like I, I genuinely want to own this piece. Space is very limiting, but... Um, I, I think I'm at that point where I'm looking at um, at this uh, these detoffs, and I'm thinking, damn, like if I could fit another garage shelf in here, uh, that's you know potentially eight more statues, right? Um, it's uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. It, it, six scale's just been really, really kind of just meh for me lately. Like I'm not gonna stop the show. Like we love the show, we love doing this, but I just don't like. Like, back in the day, like, I would leave a movie theater and be like, damn, I need a figure of that. But now I'm like, that was a cool movie. Like, I don't need a figure of that. And I think that's the biggest change for me is, like, 
I don't need to have everything, and I, I feel like that's a good place to be because I I would buy stupid amounts of hot toys all the time, and then buy and yeah. sell and buy and sell. So kind of mean. <clears throat> I feel like there, I'm much less impulsive, and I think that's pretty helpful. There's so many more properties now too, right? Like it's just kind of hard to keep up to like want a lot of things. Yeah. Or... yeah. I was. That's all I was about to say. Is is. You know, we were bombarded with movie after movie after movie after movie. It's like Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Marvel. It's like, I think after a while, it got kind of like exhausting. Like, fuck, like, I want this figure or this character, but there's like 10 other that, you know, I want to add. And uh, I got that way with Marvel very quickly in six scale where I was like, I'm really only going to collect like these specific ones. Um, Star Wars, it got to that point too where I was like, I need to really focus. I've been saying this for years. My Star Wars collection. So I have prequels, mostly clones, and then A New Hope. Um, I do have one Boba Fett. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, because I was like, I'm just going to be buying a lane with the super chat. Zach knows he needs 2000 TMS statue. That's maybe the D&D one maybe that John shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if it was Bahamut, maybe. Yeah, that was a cool statue. but um, <clears throat> Not for 2000, though. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, and I do still really love Six Scale, and uh, I don't think I'll ever stop collecting Six Scale. Um, but I just have so much more fun with, like, smaller scale stuff. It's cheaper. It's easier to get, usually. Not all the time. Um but, bro, those fucking prices are getting up there sometimes where I'm like, I can't justify. Like the Dragon Ball Z line that I talk about, I got priced out, what, like a year and a half ago? About two years for me, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I love that line and I love those characters, but dear Lord, like, it's crazy. In fact, <clears throat> I was just watching a, a, a short video on YouTube about uh, Figma because I like collecting Figmas. The first Figma costs $35. <laughs> Uh, now they're about 90 to like 115 and that was like, uh, I believe 2008. So it's been a while, but like, I, I think price has really changed my collecting habits, um, where I'll see something. I'm like, I can't justify that. And there are things like my Chigokin VF1 where I was like, I absolutely have to fucking own this thing. So I will pay whatever I have to. I ended up spending like four something on it. It was almost embarrassing. Does anybody know CPR? Dean's Javokin. <laughs> God damn it. Wow. Yeah. It's um, a Heimlich maneuver. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just really like figuring out which characters like I really need. Like the Sonic. I was like, I need a really cool Sonic in my collection. So I got one. It was only 30 bucks. 60 but i waited until it went on sale right and i think that's kind of where i'm at is is like this character i can live without this one i need to have and whatever scale i find it in or if i get a good deal you know i'll do it like the punchline 1500 statue like there's no other punchline out there like i've and i fell in love with that statue um so it's like i i definitely need to own this like it opened my whole world up to DC because I wasn't a Batman fan or, you know, and I saw the statue. I was like, yo, that looks fucking badass. Who is that? 
and I started, you know, reading the books and watching videos and learning all this stuff. And so that's kind of like an important piece for me is like, oh, now I, you know, you know, I have, you know, Batman's on my desk now that I didn't have. I mean, you could literally go back to like episode one of when I joined the show and like, I'm always dogging on Batman. Like it was like a point in the chat where people were like, I can't believe you don't like fucking Batman. So yeah, finding out what's important and that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm in the same kind of mode as, uh, as Zach. I think when I started collecting back like early 2000s, um, you know, I stopped after, I'm an 80s kid, so all that stuff from the 80s I collected as a kid and kept some of it, but picking it back up, I was chasing the comic book look and feel of the characters that I really loved. And Marvel Legends, the uh, Toy Biz, those things really spoke to me at that time, and I picked, I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of figures up over the last 20 years. And I've got totes. All my cabinets behind me are full of totes, full of Marvel Legends and those 12-scale figures. And I think I've realized over the last couple of years as I've gotten more into statues, because I went through the cycle of buying six-scale as well. And my whole thing with it was they're perfect representations. The quality's great. You know, they're beautiful. I hate posing figures. I'm no good at it. It's not something I just have a, a love for. I found it annoying when I'd pull them out. I'd get frustrated. I'm just not... I'm just just not talented at it. And it wasn't something I felt like I was getting better at. And it, as a grown man, it was like, this is annoying. Why am I spending this time? I'm spending $300 on a figure and then getting annoyed about it, sticking it back in the box and then wondering why I spent that money, you know, and I've got to be accountable for that. And the statues spoke to me as a, a perfect representation. It's posed, you know, the master sculptor put it together and made it perfect. And I don't have to futz with it. And I get that same high that I get out of reading the comic books and seeing that artwork, you know, it's the artwork brought to life really. And that's not to say I'll sell everything that I have. That's not a statue, but, um, I definitely have slowed down. This was the first year I canceled BB, BBTS orders for stuff. I, I never would go back and cancel anything I pre-ordered, even if I just kept it in the box. And, uh, this is the first year I just went through and canceled dozens and dozens of items that I just thought, what am I getting? I don't even have the space for them. Um, and I think, yeah, I was just chasing that comic book look and feel when I, when I crack open any of my books, I still get that great feeling of seeing these characters and these stories that I love. And, uh, and, uh, I think I was chasing that throughout all these other, you know, collectible items. But, um, I still, I, I've fallen in love with things like some of the Star Trek figures. I know the Exos, it's a whole other thing. And Ben and I have talked about that a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I really love, you know, Star Trek as a property. I love Dr. Who. There's still some things I have on order for six skill, but I've been selling most of them off. Um, and I think kind of like Zach said, they're, they're going to be very niche items for me because they got to mean something, you know, for me to spend the time to try and figure out getting them the way I want them to look. hundred percent. I, um, so I started back, my hot toys journey started back in 2008 with the Iron Man Mark three. I think it was, that was the first hot toys figure and downhill from there. Um, then you start dabbling in some statues. I think the first one I got was the Mary Jane by Sideshow Collectibles, Adam Hughes. The Comicat. See, where I've changed now is, you know, I still appreciate figures. So I've always dabbled in figures and statues. And I've always appreciated figures and still do. The thing for me now is it's more business practices. 
and learning, right? It's been a journey. You know, I started collecting in my teens. And the way I grew up, you know, my dad collected comics. And it was always a big thing. When he pulled out his comic collection, it was always like, wow. You know, he kept everything straight and in the plastics. And, you know, you wouldn't touch it. So I kind of carried that into my collecting. You know, I was in my teens not pulling the stuff out of the box. And, and it just kept building and building. And I, I was able to curate this collection that I was able to maintain in such good shape and so forth. And then you have business practices like Hot Toys are doing now where, you know, every other release is, you know, just mutilating the original release that you purchased. So for me, I think twice before I spend my money on six scale figures because it's gotten to a point where now, you know, you may drop three, four hundred bucks on a figure and then three to five years that just, you know, I'm not going to say it's not collectible, but your the the money that you've invested in there is not retained. Um, so I still collect both, but I'm really looking at statues more now, and and especially when you when you get your first third scale statue in hand, it is life changing um, for your collection. If you have space, it's it takes the collection to a whole new level, and I think as well. What I touch on the price. The prices that we're paying for figures now are getting a little to the point where you got to really weigh your options. You know, I'm getting a figure here for 450 bucks when I can invest maybe a little like two two hundred and fifty dollars more, and I can pick up a nice quarter scale statue from Sideshow. I'm not saying go Prime One and a thousand bucks a pop, but you know Sideshow's pieces are fairly priced they're a great they're at a price where it's fair it, it makes it convenient for someone who's looking to maybe pivot their collection from figures to statues it's a very fair price point with some great work by some amazing artists so you know you got to weigh that option you got to say hey am i going to pay 450 for this figure that you know it's not limited they could reissue it they could do a 2.0 where it's not going to really retain its value and maybe get a statue that's limited and so forth. And you know that if it's well taken care of, you know, it's per, the value is preserved. That's all stuff that I look at. Again, I'm still, I still do figures as well, but I'm very picky now as to the, the pieces that I buy. Do you want to go, Marco, or myself? Go ahead, Ben. You reached for just it. Go, it's like just the go. quick draw McGraw. Sorry. Um, <laughs> So it's been this weird journey for me because when I was a kid, I had a lot of toys. Like toys were the one thing that I looked forward to at Christmas time and birthdays. It's what I asked for, right? Like I wanted action figures. Like I wanted to have a collection of things that meant something to me that I thought were cool, that I could have fun with and play with and use my imagination with and all that good stuff. And I lived out in the country, so there wasn't a lot to do out in the country other than play with toys and you know, go for a walk down the, you know, the gravel road, right? Like, there's not much to do out there. So, and this was like before internet, obviously aging myself a little bit. So, um, I had some crazy, like, memory boxes filled with toys, uh, kind of leading right up to college days. Um, and then in uh, 2008, I was gifted the DXO2 uh, from an ex, um, which that relationship went pretty sideways. So after about six months, I actually sold that figure because I kind of like associated the figure as a gift from that person, which was kind of awkward. So uh, I didn't get another Hot Toys until 2012, which was my DX12. Uh, so the 
the next Batman. Um, and I, or maybe not the next Batman. Or maybe it might have been in between. Either way, the DX12. And I loved that figure. It was something that, like, like you guys said earlier, I was super gentle with and, like, really worried about damaging it and, like, really careful on how I displayed it and had a great time with it. But at the time, I was still in school. I didn't have a lot of money. I wasn't, like, I didn't have a great job yet. Um, and so I ended up, like, collecting Lego. I, I went to the Lego store. I'd pick up a set every weekend to try and amass kind of a collection of Lego superheroes. Uh, and I'd played Lego superheroes, uh, or Lego Batman 2. I think that was one of the first Lego video games I'd ever played. And I liked the idea of having, like, all of the rogues gallery, all of the characters that you could kind of amass. Um, and I grew this crazy collection of Lego figures, which I still have. I have, like, over 300 characters. And, um... But it, what I found with Lego was that I was having a hard time displaying it in what felt like a like a classy way, like you know if I'd have a you know a girlfriend over at the time or my buddies over for drinks or whatever, you know I'd had this like kind of display of what felt like toys and I just had a, a hard time justifying it to like to my friends, which should never be the case, right? If they're your friends, they should care about you and love you and care about what you like and whatever. It's just the wrong set of friends, I think, and so. As I got older, I started to progressively not care as much, and I started making more money, and that's when I really started looking back at, at Hot Toys again, because I still had this DX-12, uh, it was a standalone, and I um, started dating my current, now, fiancé, Shauna, and I uh, we had seen Deadpool 2 together, it was a film we saw together in theaters, we had a great date night, and I loved the movie, I thought it was great, and uh, she ended up buying me the Deadpool 2 figure. So, of course, that kind of just, like, knocked me off the, that, like, off the cliff, right? Like, there we go. Like, now I've got two. Well, you can't just have two. Now you're going to want three, right? Did she pre-order kinda... cable for you as well? or no. <laughs> She did not pre-order cable for yeah, me, I hate thankfully. to hear it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> right? She would have been disappointed. Um, but then, you know, we kind of fast-track up till even just yesterday. So, I've been thinking about doing, like, a collection room tour uh, of my room because you guys only ever get to kind of see from like this perspective right uh, and I've got a lot of stuff in random corners and cool shit to, to look at so I was trying to figure out a way that I could do a, a funky um, room tour and I was having a hard time once again with all of the stuff that recently I've collected like I've got all these Batman the Animated Series figures I've got all my six scale figures I've got my 300 Lego figures I got that Venom a couple weeks ago which is huge and I've got the helmets, like I've got a whole bunch of stuff, and I was having a hard time making it look classy. So I did what Paul said uh, earlier, like I started pulling things aside and kind of what Zach said, you know, trying to decide like what I could jive with, what I could live without, and kind of created a, a kind of a little pile, uh, which I've been slowly selling off for the last week so that I can create some more space for some of these incoming things that I've got, like the Inart Joker uh, and some of these other options that I that I want. I think for me, the lesson that I've learned is quantity is definitely not meant for me. It's going to have to be quality over quantity. I'm going to have to be very selective because I don't have a huge display space. But once things start to feel cluttered, it starts to lose that, like, um, like for me anyways, that, that sense of, like, pride in my collection. I start to feel like I'm almost embarrassed by how much I've, I've spent on it. And so I have to keep it clean. I have to be kind of selective. I don't think I'll ever stop... Uh, collecting one six scale. I love it. I love posing. I like being able to 
physically touch the figure. I worry about statues being really delicate. I think I'd definitely, I'm klutzy. I would definitely knock it over and break it. Like, it would be devastating to watch. I would never do an unboxing like John did for that Thor on his kitchen counter. I was sweating just, like, watching him, dude. Like, it was crazy. Um, but I think, as I said, going forward, you'll hear me be more honest, uh, even than I am already about things that I definitely won't buy, even if I can appreciate it at a distance. And when I say I'm happy for those people that are collecting it, it's because I literally am. I'm excited that I get to see it with other people's collections and not necessarily feel like I have to commit to it on my own. I think the trap for watching streams like ours and not necessarily ours, maybe because we're pretty blunt sometimes, but other streamers that I've seen out there is sometimes you can fall into that trap of jumping on the hype train and then suddenly you have way more in your collection than you actually need. So yeah, that's it. And I will say a lot of what Ben said really, you know, resonates with me and I would say describes my overall experience and kind of my love for one six and, and, you know, display stuff. So I won't cover that same ground, but I will say, you know, I'm probably the newest collector here, but you know, in terms of collecting as an adult, but I was collecting, really, really hardcore when I was a kid, um, you know, going on Toys R Us toy hunts, like I was Ben Thomas with my with my dad. Um, and he, I think I've said before, he and I used to collect these starting lineups, which were sports figurines. But I remember, you know, going to find X-Men figures and Batman and Spider-Man. And so like the 1-6 figures themselves just connect with me way more because I just have those fond memories of, you know, collecting action figures. I have tried to dabble with... Um, statues a bit in terms of like seeing them in person so i've you know gone to a few shops um gone they had some on display at disneyland uh, when i was at comic-con i don't know if i mentioned that i went there but uh, they had a bunch of them on display as well and my eyes kept going back to the hot toys like i always wanted to just go look at the hot toys those are what excited me damn it dean um and so yeah there's just something about one six figures now again it's still early days in my collecting i've only been collecting for a few years um, but th those just speak to me. I'm not a very gifted poser, but I like the ability to kind of mess with the figure and you can kind of refresh it and, and you know, move it around in your collection. And so it, it just, it, it's just more accessible to me than a statue is where it's more of a finite piece. Um, so yeah, we shall see what the future holds, but I think for now, um, and even also looking at smaller scale, you know, those didn't speak to me as much because I like the realistic head sculpts. So Hot Toys and, you know, now Inart, and we'll see what other companies. Um, oh, my gosh. What, what's the other uh, iconic? Like companies like yeah. that are really providing me kind of what I want to see in a, yeah, adult man. collectible. So 100%. Uh, that's a weird thing. We're probably going to get flagged for me saying that. But, yeah, I think that's yeah, kind of where my lane is right now. <laughs> and we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, I think those are all good points. I think, uh, you know, each of us has our own reasons for doing it. You know, the nostalgia hits each of us a little bit differently depending on the type of collectible and, um, you know, what our childhood was like and what we did when we were kids and stuff like that. And I, I really appreciate hearing everyone else's perspective. It's nice to also hear validation, too, of a way I've been feeling, you know, especially going back to that clean look like Ben was talking about. Like, that's the number one thing that when people come over who haven't seen my collection, that's the one thing I get so... Um, uh, nervous about is like I have so much stuff packed into my shelves that it looks a little crazy and it is crazy kind of you know and my plans to scale all that stuff back and I, I love the looks you know of seeing like Ben's and you know you guys' collections of how clean they are and um, you know well curated and I, feel I do like, like I how your collection that. looks though honestly Paul it looks really really nicely done and behind glass I feel like that always elevates it you know 
Yeah, it just needs a little cleaning, a little cleanup, I think. Wow. A little organization. I mean, if you run out of space, just feel free to send me that. Yeah, I'll just load up a box and send each of you something. A box or two. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Well, and then having friends... Having friends in the collecting community is also like, you know, in a great way, shout out to Zach. I mean, he messaged me the other day to be like, I found this figure, like, this is one you're looking for, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like thinking I don't really have the money for it, but I can't miss the opportunity to get it. So, yes, please get it for me. Thank you. (laughs) You know, and suddenly I've got another figure in my collection that I probably don't absolutely need. But like, A, it's from Zach. So when the Oxfather calls you, you accept the call. And then also which is nostalgic in itself, but it's also um, uh, the Phantasm from Batman the Animated Series, which is nice. a badass character. So I I'm very my excited to have that. international awesome. stardom to also get you a great deal on it. You did. Oh, you, of really course, talked him down. I was like, that's amazing. I was like, 40 bucks. <laughs> Buddy, 40 bucks, that's the guy that walks in the door, not the Oxfather. Look at this thing. It's looking Ooh, awesome. Oh, I can't what wait. That's so cool. Damn, that's badass. Yeah, man, Where'd you get that's that? Awesome. At Buddy's, when I went to that oh, D&D hey. store, when I told you to come meet yeah. me, and you're like, nice. Zach, I'll, give you, I'll give you $20 more than whatever you giving you. <laughs> okay, Zach is like, yo, I'm going to this place that's right by your house. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I said, I think it's by your house. And so I like pulled up. It's like a fucking 25-minute drive. I'm I like, said, I, I think it's by your out. house, one. And... Two, what is 25 minutes between friends? You could have gone. We could have, we're D&D. We could have made some content there. Well, With gas there? prices the way there? Time's valuable, buddy. Dean, you said your favorite oh, thing okay. to do is drive. I'm trying to your help you, brother. Thing. It is trying my to help favorite you thing. He's trying to help you be you. He's trying to help you be happy. <laughs> uh, sh- uh, so we're not going to talk spoilers, but we also had nothing to talk about today. Hence, we're done with the show 30 minutes early. But uh, we're going to talk uh, She-Hulk and um, House of the Dragon. Spoiler free. Quick thoughts. I haven't seen She-Hulk. Um, so if anyone here wants to tell me what they thought about it, I'm all yours. Um, it's... Oh, it's not great. You're so wrong. Wow. It's, I'm surprised. Okay. Alright, this is going to be more divisive than I thought. It, I mean, it's not <laughs> bad. It's not... It, it's one of the say. better Disney Plus shows, I think. But it's, agreed it's, it's not. Um, it's not great though. It's too woke for Dean. It's not so. unenjoyable to watch. It's very preachy. I will say that. A hundred percent. What's what's the preachy part though? That's what I'm curious to hear you say. What what is preachy? Like when you treat the audience like they're the problem. Does that make sense? Like it's too 2022. It's like I'm a woman and people talk down to me and. It's like, I understand that's a problem. I'm not saying it's not, but like the guys watching it's, She-Hulk it's like, are probably yeah, not the problem. Yeah. You're exactly bro. That's what it is. It's that's like, bro, felt, I'm yeah. sitting like, here wanting to watch the show. I don't need you to lecture me about how women are treated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I get it. This is a problem. They want to get the word out, whatever. That's uh, if it was that, that big a problem. Out. I wouldn't <laughs> I get the word out. I wouldn't be watching the show. But I also feel like it's like lecturing the wrong people. But they also kind of just like shit all over the Hulk for no oh. reason. Steamroll. Yeah, like steamroll, I think, yeah. The motherfucker. in fact someone made a meme about it where he like punches that big flying thing in the Avengers movie, but can't stop a Jeep from running him over. Like it's embarrassing. Uh, it's honestly embarrassing. 
That being said, it's enjoyable to watch. It, you know, you can make the argument, well, it's his cousin. He doesn't want to hurt her. Sure. Um, we'll see where it goes. Um, again, it's not unenjoyable to watch. I, I had fun watching it, but it, I mean, you can't just be amazing because it's not. That's my two cents. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, I feel similarly. I mean, I'm giving it a chance. I think there were good things about it for sure. Um, I think the CG was better than they had presented when, you know, it was, you know, being, uh, showcased and stuff. So I think that's good. And I think it has potential, but I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting set up again to just be disappointed. It just feels like another Obi-Wan and, uh, book of Boba Fett. Like uh, that's me personally, but yeah, yeah I'll give it a chance though, for sure. I will say Paul, the, the Marvel Disney plus shows for me personally have gone, most of them really, really not I won't say great, but really, really enjoyable first episode, a bunch of subpar episodes, something really cool happens in the middle, yeah. and then you're hyped for the finale, and then it's a letdown. Everything but Loki has really had that pattern for me personally. I feel the same way. I actually really enjoyed Loki, you know, compared to all the others, and I know that's not popular either, but yeah. I love Loki. I think... Oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead. Sorry. I think that... No, I think it's... Um, trying to bring in a new audience again that's kind of what their intention is it's fun uh, i don't like what they're doing with the hulk um, the way they're making they're depicting him i also would have liked it just to be a tad more comic accurate uh, in the sense to the whole situation where she becomes she hulk they kind of give you a little tidbit there i would like that to be a little bit more comic accurate but I kind of I understand where they're coming from because they have a short amount of time, so there's only so much they can do. But uh, yeah, for me, I think this is again Disney, an attempt to bring in a new audience uh, viewing the show, and not a hundred percent for the fans is what I say. Yeah, which makes sense, you know, trying to bring in a younger generation makes sense. They've got to continue to build their fan base, I think. But mm-hmm. um, some of us might be aging out, myself included, of some of this stuff, but. I went in with pretty low expectations, though. I think I wasn't necessarily expecting this to be my favorite Marvel show of all time. So when I watched the first episode, I just wanted to have some kind of popcorn entertainment, not think about it too hard. I didn't find it to be preachy, to be honest, Dean. But again, probably because I wasn't really thinking about it that hard. I was just willing to laugh with the jokes, kind of willing to roll with the kind of the story beats. I liked hearing a little bit about more about some of the backstory of... Uh, not to give spoilers away, but some of the other characters that have been involved with Hulk and, and some of the time that we just haven't got to see yet. I think that's kind of fun. Um, I thought it was weird that I think she's like oddly more attractive as the Hulk than she is as the lawyer. I like it. I didn't expect a huge green lady to to be so pretty, but I, I I'm down with it. I'm Nasty down with boy. it. <laughs> I like the green women. Uh, apparently, no wow. no uh, no worries. But uh, I think it's worth the watch. I like I. I don't understand some of the hate for it. I definitely can understand why some people have liked it, but I don't think it's going to be the number one show. It reminds me of like Ally McBeal type sitcom entertainment, but with a green Hulk lady instead. Uh, I think and... it might have one of the creators of Ally McBeal involved with, with the show. <laughs> right. no, I'm serious. It, I, I think yeah, they... it's got that feel, but it feels like a sitcom, right? And I like that. Maybe that's what they were trying to go for. Uh, I thought the fourth wall break, um, which I don't think is a spoiler was, uh, surprising and a little off-putting. Um, That's part I, of the I comic book. 
I see. I didn't know that though. So like, oh. I'm not. A, I'm not a She-Hulk comic fan. So I didn't realize that. And like for me, that's always been like Deadpool as a character that fourth wall breaks for me, right? So when she turned to the camera and started talking to me, I was like, whoa! Like that that tripped me out a little bit. But uh, was it because you were too high kind of and it just cut you off? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not wrong. I read a smoked a lot God, of green damn. right before I watched this lady who is green, and I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? Fucking murdered him, Marco. I hate to see it. What the um, hell? Uh, Question for you guys, though. Uh, would you want uh, a She-Hulk uh, six-scale figure in your collection? Hell yeah. Bring it on. I yeah, want a two-pack. Her as the lawyer and the She-Hulk. Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> right. And um, to Dean's so point... If the show Dean's gets is, better, maybe, but as of right now, no. Well, and to yeah. your point, Dean, like he, he in the 2008 Edward Norton Hulk movie, he ripped two military jeeps in half and then like used them as gauntlets. Yeah, so he like, swung a tank by its yeah, yeah by <laughs> its turret. Yeah. But you also don't expect that necessarily. Like it wouldn't make for much of a show if Hulk was just running around raging all the time. Like they right. like they're that that yeah he's evolved also burn out pretty quickly. Yeah. He has to evolve, right? And so yeah, like, yeah. By, yeah, yeah. I, I, think I don't. I think there are necessary things they need to do with the character. Obviously, he's not just the Hulk anymore, right? He's Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner is kind of a pussy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I will say before I dive into my thoughts, um, I think Tully in the in the chat said, or was asking if I didn't like Loki. No, I, I think Loki was the best MCU show so far. Oh, so sorry if I was going to say, I, I thought you said it. that before. No, I, I more meant like the finale was not a disappointment. Like most, oh, if not all other it, yeah. Disney plus shows, that finale was an absolute banger. So no, sorry. Sorry for misrepresenting that. But I will say I really, really enjoyed this first episode. There was like so much to like. I thought the characters were really uh, fun and I thought the CG looked great. I was very worried about that as I know most of us were. Um, I will say her arrogance was a bit off-putting to me as well. And so maybe maybe like part of my male brain was like, oh, this is preachy. But, you know, kind of reflecting back on it, it's not so unlike like Tony or Strange kind of being really arrogant, like Strange with the, um, what, what's the name of Tilda Swinton's character? Yikes. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. The Ancient One. Is that the is that the character from Doctor Strange one, where he's kind of you know she's got all this knowledge, but he's kind of feeling like he knows better because he's got this other perspective. Um, so you know, also someone being married to a very headstrong woman, it reminded me a lot of her. And so I, I know Gigi is like all over the show; she really loves it um, as well. So I, I'm very optimistic about where this is going, and I will say. I saw that they reshot most of this pilot episode. So the fact that they were able to put together such an enjoyable, like coherent, maybe not completely coherent, but it's MCU show um, pilot episode was, was really promising. So yeah, really, really looking forward to see where it goes. Bro, that second end credit scene though, oh, or mid credit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, incredible. Amazing. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. There's an end credit scene. Oh, you there's, gotta go back and watch it. There's two of them. Yeah. What the fuck? House yeah. of the Dragon the debuted the on Sunday, and uh, apparently a lot of people with Amazon devices couldn't watch it. It was crashing really bad on the Amazon stuff, but uh, I got a chance to watch it Sunday night, uh, mostly because the friggin' dinguses in the Patreon chat started talking about it, and I was like, Something, one of y'all motherfuckers is gonna slip up. Thankfully no one did, but I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I was watching it again today, I'm about halfway through the rewatch, and... Uh, really really enjoying it um there's some weird tone stuff that i I feel like is probably a very minor spoiler but 
I'll probably mention it if we do like a spoiler stream for it, but some of the tone in the opening and then the middle is kind of weird. But overall, I think the characters are great. I think it's great to be back in Westeros. I think um, I think the show definitely has some legs, and I think it's great to see the dragons on the big screen. Um, small screen. Great to see the dragons again, I'll say that. And uh, Bro, proper size dragons, real, too. Yeah, they did a great job on the dragons. Like, yeah. when you see these dragons, Daenerys' dragons are like baby dragons, yeah, <laughs> even at yeah. their biggest. Well, it's interesting because I was watching a video today. Drogon was obviously quite large, right? Like, you know, right. compared to like a normal person. That he was thick. six. He was six. And yeah. Balerion was 300, and he was like eight times bigger than <laughs> you. So fucking it's like, huge, yeah. dude. I think yeah, his neck was... is like the size of Drogon. Yeah. Crazy. So, um,. Definitely a great uh, a great show. I think this does has have a bit of those. I don't want to say it felt a bit forced a bit. Some of the themes that they're trying to go for, like, but obviously, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I think I think I think the show's gonna move past it. But there was a few moments that I was like, I feel like that was just said you know just to try to make like a, a 2022 point but overall yeah. i think it was a, i think it, you, you've seen it dean or no yeah okay because uh, yeah. there was it was mentioned like three or four times it was like jesus yeah. christ this is i, I get it yeah I get was it. there like a starbucks uh, cup on the counter or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll talk after the show but um <laughs> it was uh it was fantastic i'm i think the special effects look great i mean i, I think the budget for the show is ridiculous yeah. i don't know how many episodes they're gonna be but uh you know i'm 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 thrilled to have more content i think the main actress beautiful great actress um her um i guess it's her guard like the guy that's assigned to her um i think just the way that he portrays the character fantastic he's one of my favorite characters only had like three lines in the whole show and uh her uh her uncle i think is also um i'm not a big fan of the actor but just in the show i'm like damn this guy's he was yeah, a doctor. Yeah, doctor. He has yeah, doctor. Yeah. yeah, it's weird so seeing, I'm, seeing him and Morbius's best friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dean? Um. Yeah, I have kind of zero expectations for this show. I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know anything about Game of Thrones when I started watching it. So, um, I don't. I don't feel like I'm carrying anything over from Game of Thrones since they're so far disconnected from each other. In terms of time, obviously, the families are the same, the houses. Um, it's cool to see, like, names from Game of Thrones. So you're like, oh, okay, now I know why they named him, like, Rickon or, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I have no expectations, so I'm really excited to see how things start playing out. Um, so I'm hopeful. I, I keeping my guard up because I was I was so hurt by season eight of Game of Thrones that you know I've put up a wall in my heart. But um, yeah, it, I really enjoyed it. It's fucking sad. It's fucking brutal. It's great. I, I I'm super excited. Sorry, Dean. I feel like I spaced on you like just ever so slightly. I thought oh, you said man. that you hadn't watched Game of Thrones, so you didn't go into it with preconceived. How dare you. When I started Game of Thrones, 
I had I didn't read the books. I didn't know anything. Oh, about it. I understand. I see what you mean. Okay, and I this, you meant before you watched thing. this, you hadn't seen it, and then you said no, 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 season eight. Yeah, no. Because um, like, this is also based on a book. Gotcha. Which is I weird because I watched. Is it? Okay, it's definitely based on a book. It is. But, yeah. But at the end of the show, they had like a behind the scenes, and it totally sounded like it wasn't based on a book. Wait, wait, I was wait. Like, Which is it? Are you talking about this show is based on a book? Yes. It is. Is it really? Okay. Because I know the yeah. last season, the last few seasons of the main Game of Thrones show, they kind of had to do their own right. thing because George R. R. Martin. Bro, Jon Snow is still yeah. dead in the books. They fucking winged more than half of that show. Yeah. Um, is so the book the same? Fire, the the same name? Sorry, Fire um, and Blood, I believe, is the name of the book. It's still yeah. written by George R. R. Martin. Oh, you're right. Look at that. Now, is this pretty true to that book? I have no idea. I didn't read the book, so I have, I don't know. I couldn't say. Dinguses. Anyways, <laughs> well, you don't know either. <laughs> Dude, yeah, but I'm not the one saying it's from a book. But. It, that's just a fact. I'm not. Yeah, but I thought you knew about the book. I thought you did the homework for the show. I, I literally I said I didn't. Stuff. I didn't read it though. Okay. Don't give up on me now, Dean. <laughs> You're giving up on me. What the fuck? <laughs> and well, that doesn't sound like a clip for that. So. <laughs> okay. Did anybody else watch it? Yeah, I, I watched it. I yet, thought. So. Uh, I thought they killed it. I thought it was great. The costume. I mean, just they suck you right into that world. You know, the costumes. Or fantastic the knights armors. I mean, like Matt Smith's suit of armor, like it looked like the, a mythic legions figure, like come to life. It was cool. The only thing I didn't like is his helmet was a little bit too big for him. It, and it, well, yeah, every it was. scene he was in, I was like, bro, can they get this guy <laughs> some EVA foam to make this shit fit a little bit better? Yeah, but I, I thought it was great. I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Um, obviously, the budget they've given it a proper budget. The effects are great, and the world building is amazing. So yeah, I feel exactly. I feel exactly the same. Ben, you said you hadn't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. But I feel like if after all the hours of Elden Ring that Dean and I have played together, if he's excited about the dragon in the show, then it makes me want to watch the show even more. I'm not <laughs> to be lie. fair, they are still Waverns. They did get that wrong. <laughs> but that's oh, yeah. the in universe, they call them dragons, though. Well, I'm just saying, lore-wise, they're not well, dragons. They're you should have adjusted your glasses well, when you said that. Theme. You the graphics. Do your homework. <laughs> Pablo, Pablo wanted that. Oh, yeah. perfect. Um, yeah, I will say, like, I, I kind of echo what everyone else has said. Like, really enjoyable first episode. I kind of went in knowing, like, oh shit, here we go. All this lore that I'm either going to have to remember or try to pick up, and like, I was overwhelmed. And it definitely starts and feels like the beginning of the original Game of Thrones series but then as it gets going it felt like familiar like season five ish like season six when the show was really rolling and really you know on the politics i was like damn this is kind of like almost an homage to the when it was really good stuff and so i'm really hopeful that this show is going to be a banger and really yeah the, the cast they nailed everything The obviously the production values um i don't think i was just prepared mentally for how gnarly game of thrones is i think i forgot how like absolutely brutal this shit is oh was, yeah Oh gosh, they just went all out for it. Like no, if you're watching this for the first time, if this is your introduction to Game of Thrones or to the to this world, you're you're <laughs> knowing what brutal, you're in bro. for. Tuli, thank you for tuning in bro, tonight. Have a, a good rest of your night. Have a great day at work tomorrow, buddy. Jumbo. There was a moment in the Wait, show. No, lie, boys, I was baby. watching it. Oh yeah, sorry. 
Um, and I was like, man, I miss it when Game of Thrones had some titties. And then immediately, <laughs> just doggy fucking, style. Yeah, dude, just fucking. Dude, that chick had some long ass I was like, long ass. Damn. Was, so, she wasn't bad, though. She wasn't bad. Come on. No, she was bad. In, bro. Are you kidding me? In Game of Thrones, that quickly went away. It was like they wanted to grab the audience with some sexy stuff. What a shame. And then, like, I want to say, like, after season two, you don't see, like, sex and titties and nudity very much after Back when cable cable shows just had titties just to, just to have them, just to say that they could. Yeah. Who hasn't? Um, Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, to me, I was like, oh, we're not going to see it at all. And, like, I... As soon as I had that thought, they fucking brought the thunder. I was like, all right, here we go. Give us everything we wanted. We're going to have a Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. and, titty and watch. More. I need alerts yeah. of certain characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our movie of the week, City of God, in the poverty-stricken favelas of Rio de Janeiro in the 1970s, two young men chose uh, choose different paths. Rocket is a budding photographer who documents the increasing drug-related violence of his neighborhood. Jose... Zay Pequeno is an ambitious drug dealer who uses Rocket and his photos as a way to increase his fame as a turf war erupts with his rival, Knockout Ned. The film was shot on location in Rio de Janeiro's poorest neighborhoods. I'll be honest, this was a, this was a tough... This was a toughie. It was a tough watch. Uh, this has been um, in my Amazon... or uh, Excuse me. Netflix recommended for years, and I never watched it. And um, I just, it sounded neat, but I just never was able to watch it. And um, I I can respect that, you know, there's some real fucked up shit that happens. But boy, (laughs) this movie's dark. Oh my God. I thought we had a lot of guns in America. Every motherfucking (laughs) kid in this movie has a fucking 1911 or a fucking revolver. Where do you think they're coming from? um, It was, uh, yeah, there was a few scenes that were like, did someone get shot for real? Because that acting was a little too fucking good. <laughs> when, when when those kids Legit. got shot in the feet, I was like, I yeah, I a little boy. Those crying. kids maybe yeah. got shot in the foot. Damn, it was yeah. fucking wild. I I don't and I did not enjoy this movie, but not because it was a bad film. I think the cinematography was a bit too early two thousands with the cliche stuff, but. Not not a movie I think I wanted to particularly watch. Not a movie I enjoyed watching. Again, I, I respect what the Brazilian people in this movie are going through. Like I I I appreciate that. But I don't know, just, just the way the world's going, like we got our problems, they got their problems, like I don't know. It was it was a bit of a tough watch. And I and, and can, I get it. I get can it. Can I put a, a disclaimer before everyone else goes? Because I hear your points, but you know, counterpoints. And one of the reasons I chose this is we kind of cover a lot of stuff with stylized violence, right? Like we'll go talk about Goodfellas. We'll talk about like Tarantino movies. I mean, just Game of Thrones. We were just talking about it with really, really stylized violence. This one's a bit harder to to swallow because it's almost done in the style of those types of movies where it's like, oh, okay, the story of so-and-so or, you know, like you said, like the, the cinematography is stylized in a way. But it's... This is set in Rio, but it could really be set like so many places in the world. This could have been set in Mexico. This could have been set in the United States, honestly, where there is this like cycle of violence where if there's not a lot of economic opportunities and selling drugs, 
uh, is the only way that you know someone might see to escape poverty. Like this is like very applicable to so many places in the world, and so it is a tough watch, and it's definitely not for everyone. But um, I just really appreciate it for like an incredible piece of art and just a really challenging piece of art. Again, I know Gigi would never watch this movie because she doesn't like things that are just so graphic in this sense. Um, but for me, it's like you. I don't know, you just kind of can appreciate um, the themes that it's trying to convey and just the hardships that someone may, someone else may have in a different part of the world or in your own backyard, honestly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this movie, <clears throat> you, uh, you, Marco, you brought up the word cycle, and this movie follows a, 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 ver- a very distinct cycle where growing up, <clears throat> these young kids see their older brother's and kind of, kind of take after them. No the, idea. Uh, what, yeah, they want to be like. What are they called? The tender trio. The hood. Yeah, yeah, the, the tender, tender trio. Which yeah. was such an exhausting part of the movie. I was like, can we fucking move the story Bro. along? Why are we watching this? But I didn't. It, I didn't really get into this movie until like the whole first act. I was like, this is so fucking yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't until um, Little the Dice they show. showed. They showed the behind this, not behind the scenes, but like, oh, this is what really happened, like how that raid got fucked yeah, up. Flashback, and yeah. then I was like, oh shit, because yeah. even in the moment, I was like, who fucked this up that bad? <laughs> yeah, like they specifically yeah. said, don't kill anybody, and like yeah, every room got, there's like, I thought it yeah. might have been like a uh, police, you know, yeah. um, uh, whatever you call it, police plant evidence kind of thing situation, and then seeing yeah. how they flash back to that kid just. Just wrecking those Throw, just yeah, with no regret, bro. That like was when I first level. my stomach started turning, and then when they hit those, when those kids get shot in the foot, and then he hands a gun to that other little kid. I had to, yeah. I had to stop. I was done as a dad. Like seeing that kid crying with his, you know, snot nose and everything. I my heart broke, man. I was like yeah. done. I was done. Yeah. I messaged in the chat like. I can't do this. I get that. <laughs> this uh, is a totally gob of ghouls shooting that. each other, you know. Over yeah, the yeah, uh, <clears throat> turf. So that whole first act comes back much later in the movie, like you guys are saying. So it made sense to me then. But yeah. in the moment, I was like, can we please get this fuck? Because he's like, I'm going to tell you the story, but I can't tell you the story until I tell you this story. I'm like, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> so it follows mainly uh, character Lil Z. Well, it follows Rocket, but the story is kind of really about Lil Z. And that motherfucker is like a board-certified psychopath. Like, you fucking hate this dude in this movie. Like, he's such a piece of shit. And it's like, well, he grew up watching and wanting to be like his brothers. Or more like wanting their power. Because that's really what the movie is about, right? He wanted, you know... He wanted it all for himself. Think about how many little assholes there are like this around Bro, the world that you exactly. put a gun in And that's and how the movie ends is he gets supplanted by the little kids that are watching him. And oh my God, it was like, holy shit, this movie is fucked. Um, cycle starts over. Yeah, the, like Marco said, it's it's this horrible cycle. And it's uh, it was an interesting watch. It's definitely a tough movie to get through. Uh, but I do think it's worth a watch. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I couldn't finish it, but I think people would appreciate it. And I think cinema, cinematographer, the cinematographer was like a commercial cinematographer or something. So the, there is a lot of like um, 
you know, quick cuts and some camera tricks that are a little um, over the top. But I think overall, it's it's a beautiful film. It's really well shot, and I think the story's worth understanding. Even if you don't make it all the way through, you get the gist of it and have some empathy for people's circumstances. But then. Um, yeah, so, so I watched this last night in bed after Shauna fell asleep and, um, you know, I, it was, it was a movie that I found to be so heavy that I've carried it all day today. I thought about it all day. Um, but I respect Marco for choosing this one. This was not, uh, this is not an easy watch. This is not a film that everybody's going to see or everybody's going to want to see. It's not a film that I'd honestly, I think even really ever heard of before. Um, but unlike kind of like you were saying earlier, one of you, one of you were saying earlier that, you know, so many films nowadays are, are Hollywood, right? Like they're, they get that Hollywood flair on them and, and we, we laugh and we get excited about the violence. This felt like watching actual real life, like, almost like found footage like it didn't i couldn't differentiate it from like from actual reality to to filming i thought it was devastating to watch um but the realness in the messaging um in combination with like you know keeping up with the subtitles i found to be difficult um because i'm trying to pay attention to a lot of the quick flashes and a lot of things that are happening people are getting killed and you know, you're being introduced to characters and then, like, they're getting just randomly shot in the alleyway because he just said just an off-the-cuff remark that Buddy didn't like. And so, boom, he's dead. And, like, and some of the, like, the madness or the insanity in that little guy as he got older, like, when um, Benny, you know, is giving the camera to um, to Rocket at, in, that, in that farewell party and... Uh, what's his name? The little guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, little Little Z or Little Zippo, Z. Yeah. He he sees the, the 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 camera being handed off, and he sees some of that bromance happening, and you just like you know what's about to happen, and it's just it was hard. It was really hard to watch. It's also I didn't realize how much kid violence uh, there would be. Not in the not only in the film, but just like in reality, like what this film is based off of, right? Like where these people grow up, how it is um i like i would never expect to survive past the day that i'm existing in if i lived in that time knowing those types of people like you don't look forward to tomorrow because you just want to make sure you get through the end of today without looking at somebody the wrong way without walking out the wrong alleyway like that was really really crazy so uh is this worth the watch i would say if you can appreciate um having a bit of a, a like a lesson in the sense of like learning something about another culture that you may not have already known about um or just you know you're sick of the hollywood movies you want you want to have something that actually like sticks this one really stuck um would i ever watch it again absolutely not it, it was definitely something that i'm i'm happy i've seen but it was way too heavy to to feel like I would look forward to ever seeing that that storyline again. I feel like seeing it the first time, I got out of it what I what I think was intended, uh, which was, as I said, this great weight that I've that I've carried for the day. And that's not a that's not a that's not a bad thing, Marco. By the way, I like I appreciate movies that create emotion in me that that can bring me to fear and tears and laughter and love all in like two hours of mm-hmm. cinema. I, I, I thought it was 
wonderful that way uh, and equally beautifully devastating. What brought you more fear, the movie or putting together the Hot Toys cable photos? <laughs> I did the cable photos first, to be honest. So okay. I pick Evangelion and I'm a fucking madman. Marco picks his movie and he's the Messiah. How dare I? I don't understand. It's, it's, I, I come here to enjoy and get away from reality. Fucking thing. Um, yeah, John, luckily I, for I, me, I, I didn't watch it, right? so it was cool. Yeah, Jeez. I would just IMDb's. say, right, to my point earlier, John, right, like, mm. we talk about a lot of movies that are really violent, that are maybe based on true events, and I don't feel that this is just so far removed from those other things that we follow. It just happens, it involves a lot more children, so that's well, what makes it even more... A lot less gabagool. You see Robert De Niro yeah. shooting someone, it's okay. You see fucking... Uh, Tiny Tim over there pulling out a gun and shooting another kid. That's a little bit of an issue. But anyways, I let me get this. Let's wrap this up because we're, let me give me give me give you the IMDb because we fucking City of God. We fucking we're taking 8. bets 8. on 6, when, when's the next movie John's gonna watch. Eight points. Actually, uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Paul and thanks to uh, what's his name Marco for trying to send me the link, but no, it didn't work out. Eight point six out of ten on IMDb. Ninety one percent Rotten Tomatoes. And that's pretty much it. I wasn't going to sit through watching kids kill each other anyways, but sweet. You're Canadian. What are you picking next, Marco? Wow. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I do think that the cover of this, like this picture is a little bit deceptive. Yeah. If I I picked this just off. You're like, like, look at these kids. They're so happy. Yeah. If I went to Blockbuster and picked this off the movie wall and then got it home. Blockbuster. 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 I would not. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a spring break movie. Let's go. I love God. The poster kind of represents the duality of Rio de Janeiro, though, right? Like, it is at once a really beautiful city on the beach and then also, like, a really horrendously violent area with, like, a lot of poverty. So, yeah, I guess it accomplishes that. I'll also ben. never think of a warm banana the same way ever again. Just point it out there. Ben, that was a- please, alle- please alleviate us from this this Fugazi. depressing film. Just kidding. Ben, what? Why did I see that you bought a bunch of bananas on your way? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Looking for a good deal on bananas, what, warm bananas. What was his nickname? Uh, cabbage Head or something? What do they call him? No carrot. carrot. Wasn't it carrot? Carrot. carrot. Yeah. Carrot no, dog. the guy who kills carrot. his wife. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I oh, forgot to snitch. All right, let's go, Ben. What's the movie of the week? That's fucked. Um, I was going to pick night. the new film, uh, the new film that uh, Jamie Foxx has done, uh, The uh, Night Shift. I haven't seen it yet. Hey! I need to watch okay, it. Okay, so, cool. It's uh, fun. Looks like a good one about vampires. So let's let's watch that's that really one. Good. A little little different, little different tone this time. So cool. Right, um, Dean. Let's say thank you to the people that keep the doors open here at Collecting Weekly. Yes, the three pillars, as John coins. Give a quick shout out to our Patreones, Sean Fear, Ian Stevie, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Equan, Chris Valenserina, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Dini Martin, Stephen Crett, Big Fern, King Zach, <clears throat> Caesar Mariquin, Mark Phillips, uh, Lisa Martin Bamonski, Rick DiGregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, The Illustrious Rainer, Alec Morgan, Tukothri, Wa, Derek B, Pablo Meza, Carlos Saavedra, Matt Clemager, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Dolmaton, Jimmy James, Stephen Percha, 
Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve Emeria Stanley, Eddie Mazanars, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. Wow, you love what to a hear guy. a bunch of angels. What a bunch of angels there. If you want to join our Patreon, click that link there in the comments. Um, full disclosure, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but our stickers are supposed to be in tomorrow. They haven't shipped yet from Sticker Mule. So August may be like, shipping the first week of September. I'm going to throw everyone in a bonus sticker uh, backlog in, in your uh, Patreon letter. I do apologize for that, but unfortunately, uh, it's a bit out of our control at this time because we didn't choose the uh, guaranteed shipping option. Well, but September... Really, uh... They really live up to the name, Sticker Mule, eh? Shipping it by Mule. (laughs) No, they're usually really good. I think we've placed like 60 orders with them. It's like the first one that we really had a big issue with. Uh, September Patreon benefits. um, uh, These are going to be, for this month, we have the 2,000 subscriber sticker and the Live and Let Dice sticker. We're hoping to get the chibis done for the Live and Let Dice, but we have too many character changes that it's just probably never going to happen. I love the fact that that live and let death sticker is in the shape of a of a die. d20. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought of I thought of it, baby. Um, anyway, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a really great month for us. Uh, Patreon starts at five dollars a month for the Sweet Angel tier, uh, fifteen for the Certified Crispy tier, and twenty five dollars for the What a Guy tier. You get all kinds of different benefits depending on the pledge that you make. We have some great YouTube channel members as well. Uh, we have Mojo Z seven eight, Absolute Irwin, Test Just One, DK Avenger seven zero two. OMFG Rick, S Beam, Andres IB, Daminator, Sam Gist, Thomas Clark, Benjamin Hansen, Chris V, Big Ol' Fern, OG Fan, Bam M, Mark Pearson, Ben Thomas, Paul Schreiber, Andrew Gibo, CC3PO, Lemur Hernandez, Carlito, CT603, Eddie Money Mendez, Luke Fredericks, and Sia Dreams. Thank you guys for your support. Uh, YouTube channel membership starts at 99 cents, and uh, if you're a Patreon member, or $2.99 if you are not. Uh, helps keep the doors open. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Stickers, postage, hosting, SoundCloud, all that stuff. So it definitely helps us keep everything, keep the wheels in motion. Uh, tomorrow, 10.30. It's most likely going to be after dark. I know Saturday we said we were probably going to play D&D on Wednesday for a backlog, but I highly doubt that that's going to happen. So stay tuned. We'll, we're kind of figuring that out. I would say most likely it's going to be after dark tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, we have OFAC. Lane Kramer from Monday Night's Unboxings is going to be joining us for that. And then Friday, we have Club. Uh, Saturday, I don't think we have anything planned, but uh, I know Dean's going to be out of town, so maybe we'll have to figure something out, um, some kind of a fun stream or something to kind of keep a little bit of content on the channel. Uh, but yeah, should be a great week of, of uh, CW halfway through it uh t public if you guys want to buy anything you can get some shirts there they're usually 35 percent off i'd wait for the deal um i think they're pretty good price for the deal uh john can we read our socials for me please yes on facebook we got collecting weekly we also have our main group collecting weekly auxiliary and on instagram we have at collecting weekly at collecting weekly underscore clips and at the everyday collector Thank you for that. Uh, we also have a giveaway that we're doing. Um, this one's not like a crazy huge giveaway, but uh, we're doing it to um, support our new partnership with Hero Forge for Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, we're not technically sponsored; we're affiliated, and we're we're in the process of applying for a formal sponsorship. But you can click that affiliate link there in the comments. You can make a character on this website called Hero Forge. It's very easy to do. I'd be happy to walk you through it. Um, and if you uh, just click the link, it helps us out. Uh, and if you 
you're happy with the character that you create, uh, go to the pin post on auxiliary, add it to the comments. And, uh, on October 1st, uh, on our D and D session that night, we'll pick a winner and we'll add their character to our Dungeons and Dragons game. And we'll print you your character if you're in the United States, uh, we'll 3d print your character for you. So, um, I think we only have like one entry so far. So, you know, if you guys are out there, D and D fans want to, want to support this giveaway and support our partnership and give us a little bit of, uh, little bit of negotiating power when hero forge reviews our application that would be fantastic uh but yeah that's uh i think that's pretty much it we got uh pose wars coming back september 10th so it's gonna be very exciting mm-hmm. um gonna be gonna be an interesting one i think we're gonna start with 112th and then kind of work it either monthly or bi-weekly we'll, we're still figuring that out probably monthly um but you guys have asked for it and that's what we're gonna do uh big shout out to paul schreiber paul um how was your first uh tuesday stream i know you've been on unboxing a few times but yeah it was it great i'm feeling a little more comfortable so thanks for having me and look forward to hanging out more always welcome my friend uh anyone have any shout outs that they want to give i was gonna say wait till john grows his facial hair back he gets way meaner <laughs> with facial hair it's weird he's really it was really nice today yes yeah, i appreciated it I have to put up with your shit now. That's why you look really friendly. <laughs> hey, I have a shout out. Um, shout out to Cece. She posted the Vader bust today uh, in the Patreon chat and reminded me that I needed to pay my deposit on the uh, quarter scale Luke and Leia. So, thank you. Shout out to Cece for being a gift from the heavens. We love Cece. That's true. What an angel. Shout out to um, the chat and uh, who else? Whose birthday was it? It was Big Peps this week. Oh, Big Peps. Happy 40th birthday, birthday, Big Peps. Peps. The legend, bro. Big Dog Pound. Uh, We had a birthday. He was in the chat earlier. And the chat, you know, guys who were listening to the show, always appreciate the support. Yeah, 100%. We couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, We're well on our way. We're well on our way to 2,100 subs, which is really great to see. Marco's right. Shout out to OxCon if you're in San Antonio. Uh, Marco, uh, Danny... It's going to be a good time. And Mark so Pearson jealous. are going to come down to San Antonio. Paul may be joining us also, so it'll be, it'll be a fun weekend. I wonder weekend. how much the flights are. Kinda wanna come down, Ben. Come That'd down. Cool. It's probably cheaper That'd than postage. Um, probably cheaper. You know? <laughs> the, um, it's going to be a fun weekend. But, yeah, if you can come down, bro, you can stay at our house. Cool. No problem. Badfish, do I know about what? Oh, he's joking yeah. that you didn't know oh. about the Hero Forge sponsorship. Like, mid oh. like, What? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, well, it was in the so Discord. Cool. I put it like three times in the Discord. I went to look back. I didn't see it. Wow. And I was gonna I, like I said it earlier already, but I was gonna shout out Zach just because he was able to find me that mask of the Phantasm, which is like when you look for that it's in Canada right now, it's like two to three hundred bucks. Yeah, so uh, getting a, and like I already had the Batman. I didn't need the Batman with it. So it's like, and Zach found me the one that has the hook for a hand, which like most loose ones don't have the hook. So they lost. The that hook, was yeah. that was pretty badass, man. So thank you. I appreciate. That's what that. I do, baby. 100%. Shout out to Ben for saying you already have check. a spot on the show. It's there, gonna take ben. six to eight days to. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I've got a cloth here, so if I have to wipe the brown off, we're at least we're golden. Wow. You know, we don't Ew. see it on the chat. Don't Anyways, it. bring it to San Antonio. I'll send you so a warm banana. White off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm Marco. I'm Ben. And I'm Paul. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.